This week we're going to delve into the shadowy realm of Gary Webb's articles, the Dark Alliance, his suicide, CIA drug dealings allegedly, uh, the narcos. Brilliant series that was. Contra it was. Although I did have to focus fully on it because I had to read the subtitles. Uh, I don't want to read. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to show I have to read. I know, I keep meaning to watch that City of God. It's meant to be mm. brilliant but it's subtitles and you have to... Be in the right frame of mind, in the right mood. Yeah, I want to read a book. What film is City of God? It's that Brazilian one, isn't it? Even mm, yeah, yeah, it's um, it's one of those that's held up as like yeah. a, a pillar of cinematic achievement, which I've never seen. <laughs> no, I keep meaning to, but the, the subtitles <laughs> do put me off. I know it, it. Yeah, I was elected to lead, not to read. <laughs> <laughs> There was a time when I was a bit of a pretentious. When I, well, I was a film student, wasn't I? So I was all like, "Oh yeah, I'll watch this film that cost twenty pounds from France. That's in black and white about two lesbians and a pizza shop." And <laughs> yeah. you ever seen Delicatessen? Nah. A French film about yeah. sort of said, cannibalism and oh no, no after no. it's like a after sort of like an apocalypse and oh, it's not like Chocolat then. No, have you ever seen that? It just sounds like a porn film, Chocolat. Bit of a rom-com. Exactly, that's why I haven't seen it. Uh, <laughs> like, you might like Delicatessen, it's yeah. weird. Okay. It's comedy, black comedy. I went to watch this subtitled film, it was Russian, and it was like their mm. full version of Full Metal Jacket. It was fucking yeah. awesome. They were fighting the Mujahideen, and it was all subtitled. It was like, this is a fucking awesome film. <laughs> to be fair, most better of the than Full Metal Jacket. Yeah, most of the subtitles I would have ever read were probably anime back in the day when I was young. But now, yeah. I'm literally at a point in my life where I'm like... <laughs> I ain't reading a film for yeah. no money. So, yeah. Should we do the show? Should we tell people how the yeah. format goes, Ben? Yeah, the format is that we'll um, do a bit of weird news. That's some random stuff we've found on the net this week. We'll have a bit of a laugh about it, and then we'll crack on with the main thrust of today's topic. So, Mike, do you want to load up the... Oh, so I should point out, this will maybe take 20 minutes, half an hour, and then we'll get on to the main thrust of it. Let's get the boys' views on this week's weird news. We've got the first one. Doorbell camera captures ghost playing knock and run. I know you love a ghost, Gaz. <sighs> uh, don't worry, because a psychic has been con- consulted. <laughs> oh, okay. <it> <laughs> Did the psychic say it's okay? There's no such thing as ghosts. No, funnily enough, the psychic did not say that. Ah. A vigilant homeowner fears... I thought you were going to say something. <laughs> Whoa, what papers this be? <laughs> uh, fears she may have been the victim of a haunting after a motion-activated security camera caught footage of a ghost knocking at her door. Uh, many pits... Pitsukia? Pitsosia? That'll do. Yeah, uh, one of them. 
She was, she's 46, she was waiting for parcels to be delivered to her home when footage was recording appearing to show a faint apparition emerge from a bench on the left side of the screen. The figure then crosses in front of the camera, almost appearing to look directly at it. It then passes out of view, moving to the right, before the camera sensor stopped re-recording. So it didn't knock anything then, did I you? have seen this video. I, oh, I wouldn't load on my phone earlier. And uh, we'll watch it later. It looks, I think it looks like the Predator. <laughs> <laughs> so you, I'm, I'll go with that explanation. I think it's the Predator too. Yeah. Wait, what? Is that... Those pictures you're showing me right now what I'm expected to believe is a ghost. Yeah. For the listener, I'm looking at fucking mist or a raindrop or some kind of smudge. Okay, let's watch the video. It's only a minute long. Okay. Well, it definitely moves. Yeah, I'll play that bit again. That's, a, that's a, the best bit. That's the predator. We should clarify you mean the predator when in this sort of cloak yeah. mode. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't think it's real. Could be a shadow, somewhere in a hoodie. Yeah. Shadow could be, I don't know, a trick of the light. Could be computer-generated imagery. Could Must be. not be on the rounds of no. possibility in this day and age. No, People no. People doctoring things to get some hits. But it does look like a blurred figure moves up towards the camera and then... To be fair, it does. It does look like a, sort of, like you said, predator in cloak mode yeah. walking past. But I don't believe in ghosts, so I'm <laughs> not moved by this either way. But what does the psychic say, Ben? Well, one psychic said to her, does that bench hold any significance? In oh, the video, there's a bench there. And I said, why? And they said, well, the spirit looks like it was sitting on the bench. The bench was given to me by somebody that was very close to me and passed away. And the anniversary of his death is coming up this week. He was my neighbour. I'd known him my whole life and had grown up across the street from him. And when my father passed away, he would always help us. The last conversation I had with him, he was sitting on that bench. So she took his bench. <laughs> He's dead and she took his bench. No, you know what she took? She took that psychic's bait. Darren uh, Brown has explained yeah. this to me, oh, yeah, not to yeah. me personally. Is that bench anyone significant to you? The answer is either going to be yes or no. Most people have someone that's died, but she's trying to. Uh, oh, he sat on that bench. That's the attachment. She's grasping at straws. You know, is that old man really connected to that bench? <laughs> I mean, did he ever? He loved that bench, guys. Did he? You know, <laughs> it was he, forged in the fires of Mount Doom. <laughs> <laughs> Did he specifically like, like say... goblin mages? He's, he's binded to it now. <laughs> we'll make you the most comfortable bench ever, but your soul is doomed to wander the earth forever. Always attached to it. You know what, then? Walking around some shitty garden in suburban England for the rest of your fucking days. God, I Sold his soul for a bench. <laughs> the most comfortable bench in the world. Psychic should be shot. There you go. I'm probably with you on that, to be fair. Not a fan. That's a hot take. What else could it have been, Ben? Well, it could have been an insect, an animal, or a plastic bag. Some people <laughs> thought it was a cat or a raccoon or a squirrel, said uh, said Mrs. P Pitocia. Fucking big raccoon, isn't it? But it couldn't have been, because it's four feet off the ground and the level where you would ring the doorbell. She added, a lot of my friends said... Say, you should get your house smudged with sage to fend off evil spirits. I love your friends should put a shotgun in their mouth. <laughs> yeah, I had an ex who used to, used to cleanse her house with sage. I think I mentioned it before. Yeah. Yeah, you just smell like weed. Well, I'm sure she was getting high off it. That's yeah. why they're all seeing fucking ghosts. <laughs> sage. Uh, no. 
I, w- I wish I had something funny, interesting, witty to add to this story, but I don't. What's your analysis thing, Jazz? Bollocks. <laughs> I don't know. I just don't believe in ghosts. And the thing with cameras is, as well, I don't understand it uh, as well as I probably should, but, like, there's so much going on with, like, frame capture and, you know, like, weird shit can happen with cameras. Oh, especially ones that are triggered to record with motion. Mm. I mean... Literally yeah. anything can set them off. Could it have been deleted and wrote over, but it's still got the outline yeah, of a person? That's a possibility. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah they, I think you sold thing. it, Mike. I think you might have sold it. I think ding, 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 yeah, we're on a winner. Like some sort of digital corruption going on. Which is totally possible, I guess. So, yeah, I, I man, look, if there's some fucking solid evidence, or if I ever convince myself I've seen a ghost, then I'm going to change my opinion. Ah, but how do you explain but, the doorbell? What about it? It rang the doorbell. No, it didn't. It did, didn't it? No, it just looked like it knocked the door. Oh, okay. It didn't knock the door because you didn't hear it. Yeah, I, I, like I said, until I evidence to the contrary, I'm afraid I'm not a believer in the ghosts. And then you might say, dear listener, well then, you're a hypocrite because how can you believe in multiverses and dimensions? Well, because that's just cooler. It, it did, it did ring the I received a notification on my phone, doorbell alarm activated. Uh. Yeah, but just because she says that. That's true. Yeah. Doesn't mean it's true. They're trying to sex up this story. I'm sure the journalist said. Well, she was waiting for a parcel. There's a possibility that, you know, then she noticed the part, she had the doorbell notification that the parcel had rocked up. Maybe that explains how so many Royal Mail delivery men managed to knock your door and stick a sorry you weren't here, I missed you card through your letterbox so quickly before you can answer the door because they've got invisible cloaking devices. That's what it's Sneak up, leave the parcel, post the thing. I've just solved it. Yeah. Royal Mail delivering, invis- uh, delivering invisibility Stealth technology. <laughs> yeah. Stealth- stops dogs attacking them. While I'm on the Royal Mail, uh, if this is your first episode, I'm going to do a miniature, very miniature, I'll be brief, uh, reggae box. I would like to put in the reggae box all Royal Mail drivers, because I'm a professional driver, and they're in my top three wankers on the road. Someone <laughs> needs to inform them that just because your employer has the name the word royal in the title doesn't mean that you're actual fucking members of the ruling <laughs> crown class of England. The same fucking laws still apply to you, dickhead. They stop wherever they want. They fucking hold things up. they fucking arseholes. Act like they own the fucking world. I don't deliver these letters. But if they're my letters, deliver them. <laughs> hold people up. But don't hold me up delivering other people's. Who's in your top three? Oh, it, it rotates, but I'm going to say like a twat now, but it, this is just factually based on 10 years of hours on the road, extremely old people. Yeah, I can, I can understand that. Extremely old people and extremely young people. They're the two spectrums of the scale. They're both as fucking clueless and useless <laughs> as each other, both believing that they're in the right all the time. How many old people have you punched? No, I haven't punched anyone. Yeah, you never had road rage. People rage. have threatened to punch me in road rage incidents more than once. I once had a man standing at the window, headbutting my window, screaming, Come on! Uh, wow! I didn't get out. No. I let him calm down, waited till he got back in his car, and then called him a wanker really loudly, and then drove off as quick as I could. <laughs> <laughs> Did he follow you? Or? I don't think so. It was in a busy city. Lots of people saw me. The reason I had to call him a wanker, Ben, before I drove off was there was a lot of witnesses who saw me basically lose the cock-waving competition yeah. <laughs> you know, he was at my window screaming at me for a fight. I quickly assessed the situation. He would have killed me. <laughs> so I just had to sit there shrinking and then I had to get the last word in as I drove off. I waited till he 
fully had his seatbelt connected <laughs> before I abused him again. Don't you keep anything heavy in the van in case someone no. tries to rob you? I've touched on this before. I think oh, yeah, I think my, we have, yeah. My philosophy is I would then be tempted to use it. Why don't you take blades to your hands? <laughs> <laughs> A Wolverine? It'll make driving quite difficult. Oh, yeah, you scratch the windscreen. Changing gear could fucking <laughs> sever an artery, do you know what I mean? <sighs> Oh, fuck your radio up. Yeah. I was just passing the sage advice you gave to your niece. Back to you. Yeah, but she's a young lady walking alone in the dark in a city. I think blades gaffer tape to your hands, which is the advice I gave her, is sensible advice. Me driving a van taping knives to my hands. Mike, that's just silly. What was Come I on. thinking? Come on, mate. What was I thinking? You're the science officer. Right, let's do the next news yeah. story. Unless you guys, what are your opinions? No, oh, I think it's bullshit. You know, I have my opinions on ghosts. Mm. I think people, I think they're attention seekers and psychics are frauds. You should be hung for witchcraft. I think we have a digital corruption or something. Or, but still, psychics should be tried under the Witchcraft Act. It was a shadow. Yeah, well, it is a nice, happy one. Okay. Police hunt for mystery hedge cutter. Well, it's not happy if it's your edge. Well, no, because it looks like they've actually cut it really nicely. I suppose so. Stock photo, that is. Oh, that's a shame. Um, a mystery hedge cutter has prompted a police investigation after targeting a Lincoln Village home in the middle of the night. The investigation was sparked after the bush cutter struck a property in Sudbrook near Lincoln twice in one week. It was done during the hours of darkness and Lincolnshire police have branded the behaviour as unacceptable. <laughs> a property on St Edward's Drive in Sudbrook had the bordering hedge cut in the middle of the night. Extra patrols in the area will be oh. placed over the next couple of weeks in the forces attempt to catch the person responsible. Oh, fuck me. So if you live in a nice village, you can have extra patrols for a bush, but if you're in the yeah. city, like, you get stabbed in the neck and they're not going to come and visit you yeah. and take a statement because they're overworked. So they've, had to send, they've had to send extra people over to Sunbrook to patrol the hedges. You have to remember, these type of people, they'll, they'll be voting Tory. Yeah. Mm. They won't be having their police cut. Or their council's cut so much. Is this malicious hedge cutting or are they just trying to tidy it up for you? Well, it doesn't actually say. Do you know what I mean? If, you, if it's an eyesore and you haven't got the money to do it or you're too lazy. And... Plus, I'm sorry, yeah. but if, if someone can cut your edges overnight... I'd be grateful if they cut my edge up. overnight. Yeah, I'd love it if someone came round and did our garden. But surely you should <laughs> wake up. I mean, unless they did it by hand with a... You know, not a power tool, yeah. yeah. I should do it in a stealth suit. <laughs> never know. Yeah, well, the um, the PSCO, that's a police support community officer, you know, the ones that don't actually arrest anybody. Yeah. Jacqueline Parker from the Nettingham policing team said, cutting someone's hedge without permission is unacceptable behaviour. It's only courteous to speak to the owner about the problem you have and not to take the matter into your own hands or tell that to Batman. That's what I say. Mm. He had a problem. He took the matter into his own hands. Made the problem better. Made the problem go away. I mean, what is the point of him doing this? I mean, is he a... Maybe he just wants to watch the world burn, Mike. <laughs> yeah. Well... Maybe that's the naughtiest thing you can do in that village. Exactly, I was about to say, literally, in this sort of village, maybe this is high prankster you know, this is... Maybe down yeah. in the local pub, this bloke's a bit of a... The big I am, with the owner of the hedge. And someone thought to themselves, them edges you're so proud of. Yeah. I'm going to do them tonight. I don't know, what, has he done them badly? Has he done them well? Don't know, do we? No, he doesn't say, but they've just cut it. So maybe they've cut it down. It was too high. Anyone with information about the incident is being urged, urged, I tell you, to contact the force on number 101. Urged. That's the non-emergency number. Urged, though. 
We we need, we urge you, yeah. if you have information, contact us. We cannot have hedges. I thought official... Put, sorry, go Well, you know, then yeah. meanwhile, flash forward to our own particular town and we've got fucking organised gangs raping fucking underage girls for fucking over a decade and no one can do fuck all about it. But, oh, over in, what's this village? Sudbrook. Sudbrook. They're fucking urging you! <laughs> To come forward with fucking info on the hedge cutting. And they're sending it extra patrols. Oh. That's it, you see. These Tory voters mm. live in these nice... That's that's a crisis to them. Yeah. Do you know true. what I mean? I'm thinking of a village from Hot Fuzz when I think of this. Yeah. 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 You know, they don't have paedophile gangs in villages there. Do you know what I mean? Well, they do. They just don't get arrested. Cause they well, that's true. Yeah. That's because biggest... they're all vicars. <laughs> <laughs> judges and yeah. MPs. Yeah. <coughs> Free I take your point though, you're right. Well, they're white uh, paedophiles, so nothing's done about it. Yeah. Again. <laughs> and they're rich, that's yeah. why nothing's done about it. Yeah. I was under the impression that official vocab guidelines stated they couldn't call it the force anymore. Sounds too aggressive. That's from Hot mm-hmm. Fuzz. It is, know. yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, fuck it, I'll fuck up. Move on. I thought yeah. it was a slightly happier one. I guess. Usually I've got stuff that's pretty dark. But it just made me angry about the fact that I'm not posh living in a little village. Would be nice, wouldn't it? Yeah. Living in the pedo capital of Britain. <laughs> what? How'd you know that? No, I don't know who it is. That. There was a massive, there was a massive scandal, wasn't there? Mike, I think I'm already living in the pedo capital. Yeah. In all fairness, you probably do live in the pedo capital of the UK. Yeah. Well, I think that's Rochdale, isn't it? Yeah, I don't think there's a lot in it between Telford and Rochdale. I think we're in the top five. Oh, no, in the article... Oh, yeah, I'd say we're in the top five. The article I read, though, is what makes it worse, the one in Telford. A lot more girls were abused, sadly, in Rochdale, but they have a way larger population than Telford. So, like, comparatively, the number of girls that got abused in this town, like, compared to the size of the population, is pretty fucking staggering, which kind of makes it worse. To be honest, I think it's in every town, isn't it? Not to the fucking level. Not to the level, but those I mean levels at all. It is all over. It is all over the country, on. isn't it? Anyway, yeah, but I think those these were the two hotspots of organised mm. fucking. They're ferrying girls between different fucking cities, you know. Uh, it was organised, and and I think the population of Telford is about one hundred sixty something thousand. Yeah, about that. And over a thousand girls that they know of were abused. That's a fucking lot. Yeah. When you do the the fucking the. That's why they. That's why. Anyway, basically, the article I was reading was along those lines, saying yes, more girls were abused in Rochdale, but it's a way bigger population. So they were sort of giving us our beloved hometown the sort of crown of the capital of underage girls being abused by Muslim gangs. But hey, probably not just Muslim gangs. Though. I mean, yeah, they may have been the ones who've taken the major brunt for it, but they were probably dishing it to white guys as well. Yeah, but it was really organised by a Muslim. Oh, yeah, it was. We went, well, to, school with, we went to school with one of them. Well, yeah, two of them. Uh, calling it a Muslim gang, they might sound weird, but the fact is there's like five members and they're all Muslims, so what else do you call it? Mm. I don't know. I'm not being a right-wing hate fucking look-it-up listener. If you, well, you've got to describe you know. them somehow, and that does kind of sum them up. They're literally a group of young-ish... Muslim British, men? British Asian Muslim men. Well, it doesn't care who it is, it's uh, just disgusting. No, it's and... just... That's no. the point I'm making, is that's yeah. what happened... Uh, but we don't talk about that, do we? We just sort of... It was a big hurrah for a while, wasn't there? And now it's just sort of... I mean, what's happening now? Are they historically... I don't know. Anyway, yeah. should we move on? Yeah. <laughs> I'll try and give you a nice, happy fucking heart. <laughs> turn it on to grooming gangs. 
Well, fucking, aren't you like keep telling me? And I hope you're joking. Well, I've got a, a sort of sick feeling that you're not joking. That our Christmas special is going to be the Jimmy Savile episode. Yeah. <sighs> Jimmy Savile Christmas. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> so yeah, don't talk to me about dark. <laughs> yeah, let, let's see what's next. UFOs spotted off the Irish coast under investigation. Yeah, I've heard about this, yeah. The Irish Aviation Authority is investigating reports of bright lights and UFOs off the southwest coast of Ireland. It began at 06.47 local time on Friday, November 9th, when a British Airways pilot contacted Shannon Air Traffic Control. She wanted to know if there were military exercises in the area... She? She? I'm joking. It says... (laughs) Because there was something moving so fast. The air traffic controller said there were no such exercises. The pilot, flying from the Canadian city of Montreal to Heathrow, said there was a very bright light and the object to come up alongside the left-hand side of the aircraft before it rapidly veered to the north. She was wondering what it could be, but it did not seem to be heading for collision. Another pilot from a Virgin plane joined in and suggested it might be a meteor or another object <laughs> re-entering the Earth's atmosphere. Ooh, her missus. Ooh, her re-entry. <laughs> Oh, matron. <laughs> uh, he said there were multiple objects following the same sort of trajectory, in quotes, and that they were very bright. The pilot said he saw two bright lights over to the right, which climbed away at speed. So he's saying, oh yeah, they're meteorites. Last I heard, meteorites didn't climb. <laughs> no. They tended to fall. Maybe they caught some strong thermals. Maybe, like many airline pilots, this guy was drunk. Possibly, allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. Oh, what the fuck is that, man? Sorry, that was my Irish accent. One pilot said the speed was astronomical. It was like Mach 2, which is twice the speed of sound. So, stuff falling, stuff veering, stuff climbing. Doesn't sound like meteorites to me. Do you know what? I was watching the fireworks the other night. And I was thinking, it is fucking weird that like light and sound at different speeds, isn't it? Mm. You know, like fireworks in the distance mm. where like you see the light. Yeah. No, it's a good couple of seconds, yeah. and then bang. And then like I was frying my own because I was out the back having a joint, frying my own brain trying to think of science because I was trying to just like imagine light waves and sound waves and the different how one is literally travelling so much faster than the other. Yeah, fucking hell. Science. Yeah, gotta love it. There's a world out there. Well, not for much longer. (laughs) Fantastic. Uh, Fuck. But why so fucked up, though? So the the fucking environment's going to go to shit and we're going to boil to death. Right? And we're going to lose the orangutans. And it's going to happen in the next 20 years. But what's worse is that the fact that society's going to crumble first. So we can't even, like, it just come on suddenly. Well, this whole Brexit thing, we're going to be scrounging in the bins. Like, it's going to be Mad know, Max, isn't it? It's going to be Mad yeah. Max too, And basically. then it fucking boils. Why couldn't it boil while we still had, like, electricity and fucking jobs? I don't know. Fucking hell, anyway. What were we on about? UFOs over oh, yeah. Ireland. <laughs> come on, really? The only one that can save us now. <laughs> yeah, where have you been, you fucking space hippie? Get up, put the space bong down. We need you. <laughs> we need you and your intergalactic counts of light, really, for fuck's sake. You fucking stoner, when you did that message, you did it to one county <laughs> in the UK. Where nothing happens anyway. Yeah. 
come back. Please say I'm brilliant episode. He's leaving fucking late, I'm telling you, that's all I'm saying. He better rock up in the nick of time, I'm telling you. The episode's not called brilliant. What's the episode called? 1977 Southern Broadcasting Production. That's it. That's the one. Yeah, go listen to that, listener. Yeah, so, um, and that's. Oh, man. Apostolos Christu. Him. An astronomer from the Amar Observatory and Planetarium said the part of the pilot saw was probably a piece of dust entering the Earth's atmosphere at very high speed. It was most likely what are commonly called shooting stars, he said. It appears the matter was extremely bright, so it must have been quite a large piece of material. I cannot say from the pilot's description, but it could have been the size of a walnut or an apple. He seems very specific for someone that can't make an estimation. The astronomer said know, that... It's quite a bit, if, if someone was like, Ben, gun to your head, you have to have either a walnut shoved up your ass or an apple shoved up your well, ass. Well, yeah, I guess so. Then you'd be like, hmm, that's quite a bit of difference. Yeah, yeah, fair yeah. enough. It would explain the light quickly going north because it would break up, mm. wouldn't it? Well, I'm going, I'm, I think that Apostolus Christus took photo. I think he's a shill. Very possibly. I think, you know, you've got mm-hmm. stuff coming close to the plane, veering off. Fuck, there's a plane there! Mach 2. They've got eyes climbing on Climbing rapidly. That's not, that's not meteorites. Nah, bullshit, that was something unexplained. That was unexplained aerial phenomena. Something aliens. like aliens. phenomenon. I'm going with that, you know me, I'm going with aliens. Yeah, possibly. Or space dust. Space dust. Aliens. Space dust sounds like the world's... Best cocaine. Does actually, doesn't it? Yeah. We call it this space dust. Don't stop until you go numb. <laughs> <sighs> Missing them days? Eh, not really. Ish. Nah, not. I bet they got some fucking wicked shit that they're aliens, don't they? Oh, yeah. Oh, they you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Unless, of course, we're part of their drug supply and they take us, grind us up and snort us. Unless we're just living inside the hallucination simulation of an alien. Ooh. Ooh. Well, in one dimension, we are. Yeah. Well, yeah. We're. Yeah. Alex probably thinks we are. Saint Alex. Saint Alex. Saint Alex. I should Saint Alex probably not far off that. Yeah. Imagine getting either of them on extremely strong hallucinogenic drugs. Hearing <laughs> the babble, the stream of psycho babble that would come out of their mouths just like Oh, it would be a glorious <laughs> fucking event, wow. wouldn't it? We'd have to record it. To... Mate, you could beam it live into cinemas around the world <laughs> and they'd be packed with stoners <laughs> and truthers, man. Yeah, don't forget them truthers. I'm a truther. Not really. I don't know what that means. I do, but it's kind of got a bad connotation, hasn't it? But I don't see why it should. Isn't truth more to do with 9 11? I think the it truth can be movement. applied to anything. Some conspiracy theorists like to call themselves truthers, man. But then they also tend to be flat earthers and chemtrail people. and They're woke. Oh, that's the other one. Woke. Woke as fuck, man. I saw this picture today in this conspiracy group on Facebook. It was like a plane had been across. And like, oh, yeah, look, there's a single chemtrail. And two hours later, look, there's clones. And you're like, oh, God, that does happen, you know. Mm. Clones do just turn up now and again. It's that's why there's the wind. We, we, I love all the Mars stuff. I do. Have you seen all that stuff? No. They keep the they keep thing? finding things on Mars. It's like oh. mixed between pareidolia and. Oh, wasn't there some like alien with a laser gun? They yeah, saw? there's like a Martian soldier. Oh, that yeah, sounds yeah. cool. Yeah. <laughs> 
there is a resemblance. I'm not going to uh, say there isn't. But it's that thing what you just said, paranoia. Well, covered you paranoia. We all know that Randy Kramer's mob would have fucking had him down in seconds if he'd appeared appeared on the old uh, little robot drones cameras, though, wouldn't you? Gary, you know, all the super soldiers we've got up there on, yeah, on the base. Most of them, Ben, are inside Mars. Ah, uh, fighting the lizard people. They're underneath. They're in because that's how you survive on Mars. As you live in the center. Apparently. My sources tell me. <laughs> I, have, I have great sources. The only sources Alex has got are fucking barbecue and ketchup. <laughs> <laughs> uh, at the moment, I think uh, he's sort of on the uh, on the old real source. You know what I mean? The, yeah. The whiskey. Possibly. He's yeah. got the sort of alcoholic's red face. Apparently, he's lost millions upon millions of regular income. And he's trying to fleece what fans and subscribers he has left for as much money as possible. I have yep, heard that, as quickly yeah. As possible. But he stands up for free market capitalism, so, mm. you know, the weak die, so he shouldn't complain, should he? Well, that's it. But some would say, though, that the system has been rigged against him because he was unfairly. Uh, he of course had all his it businesses has. taken away from him. But he can't say, I'm, I'm up for free market oh. capitalism and then complain when it fucks mm. him over. I think that he became too big. If he'd have stayed, if he, if, because he'd become such a, a cult phenomena almost, mm. his message was getting out there more. If he'd have just had the, the, the usual lunatics listening, mm. he'd have been fine. Do you know what's going to happen? What to happened, Alex? I think, is he, I think he's pissed off too many people in important mm. positions. By, by telling lies. Yeah, and they've them. pulled the strings. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, you know, like he badges mm. like um, Marco Rubio, there's videos mm. of him doing that and things, and he's just pissed off one too many people at the top. My prediction is. Alex is going to truly lose his mind and as his last sort of pièce de résistance he's going to shoot himself in the head or kill himself in a really dodgy way that makes it look that he was like he was suicided yeah and that's the gift he's going to leave the world is forever and a day now people then wondering was Alex Jones yeah shut up yeah did was he which of the mad things he said was the one that got him whacked what to, you know? I think that's what oh, he'll yeah. he'll go to that little hat. How do I rescue my legacy? I don't want to be remembered as a clown, as a joke, a fool. Double taps himself in the head. Somehow, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, oh, hopefully yeah. you know he gets counselling and financially financial stability and, and lives a long and happy oh, quiet well, life. He fakes his own death mm-hmm. live. Mm. And then, two weeks later, Bill Hicks comes out of hiding. Oh, fuck's sake. And it's all been a fucking joke. <laughs> that would be the biggest ruse ever. That would be quite it? good. Plus, we'd be able to go and see Bill Hicks live. Yeah. That'd be awesome. <laughs> yeah, <man>. You know, he's, <laughs> he's just been, been trolling us for 20 years. He's just been playing yeah. a sort of Jonathan Pye character for yeah. 20 years, basically. That would be amazing. Right, have we finished with the news? Yeah. Because I yeah. do it yeah. we. Yeah, we've, we've done so. We'll go on to the main topic after we come back from a week. Sounds good. Yeah. Okay, so it's time to press on with today's main thrust and topic, which is uh, Gary Webb, Iran-Contra, drugs, CIA, the Dark Alliance, all of it. So we're just going to go back in time a little bit and find out what was Iran-Contra. So we have a little bit of video to explain it. From the History Channel. So expect either Hitler or aliens to show up (laughs) at some point. Or both. Or both. (laughs) Hitler, aliens. Awesome. presidential scandals that was cost Ronald Reagan his presidency. 
the Iran-Contra Affair. In the early 1980s, the U.S. was still in a Cold War with Russia, and anti-communist sentiment was strong. During his presidential campaign, Reagan promised to assist anti-communist insurgencies around the world. For a brief time under Reagan, the CIA trained and assisted groups fighting communist leaders abroad. Reagan was particularly interested in a group called the Contras and their battle in Nicaragua. The Contras were a group battling the Cuban-backed Sandinistas, a communist group who had seized power in 1979. Reagan called the Contras the moral equivalent of our founding fathers. But much of the Contras funding came from the cocaine trade. Because of this, Congress passed the Boland Amendment, specifically aimed at keeping American money from funding the group. That happened in 1982, shortly after Reagan took office. The amendment restricted the CIA and Department of Defense from using funds to provide military assistance to groups that were trying to overthrow Nicaragua's government, groups like the Contras. Reagan supports the anti-communist countries in Nicaragua, the countries are largely funded by the cocaine trade, and the Boland Amendment prevents DOD and CIA from financially supporting this the countries. This didn't stop Reagan. The president told his national security advisor, Robert McFarland, to help the Contras anyway, regardless of the cost. McFarland found opportunity in Iran. In 1985, an Iranian-backed terrorist group held seven American hostages in Lebanon. Reagan insisted his advisors find a way to bring the hostages home, saying, I want you to do whatever you have to do to help these people keep body and soul together. So with permission from Reagan, McFarlane made a deal. The U.S. would give Iran weapons, and Iran would broker the release of the hostages. This happened even though Reagan publicly insisted he would not negotiate with terrorists and despite the fact that there was a trade embargo with Iran. But that was just the tip of the iceberg. The deal with Iran didn't just secretly secure the release of the hostages in exchange for weapons. There was money involved. While $30 million had been allocated for the weapons, the CIA funneled a portion of that money to the Contras in Nicaragua, the group Reagan supported in their guerrilla fight against the Sandinista government. In 1986, the Lebanese newspaper Al-Shara reported the arms deal, and everything began to unravel. That prompted an investigation by the U.S. Attorney General, who discovered that only $12 million of the $30 million actually went toward weapons for Iran. The rest of the money was sent to the Contras in Nicaragua. So... Reagan makes a secret deal to exchange hostages for weapons. The US government allocates $30 million for the weapons. 18 million of those funds are then funneled to the Contras in Nicaragua. The revelations were explosive. Reagan denied the allegations that he had negotiated with terrorists. But Lieutenant Colonel Oliver North came forward and acknowledged that he diverted funds to the Contras. North also said Reagan knew about it. North's testimony would inspire the press and Congress to launch investigations against Reagan for the rest of his presidency. Texas Senator John Tower led the investigation into the scandal. The Tower Commission determined it was Reagan's lack of oversight that allowed Iran-Contra to happen but did not implicate Reagan directly. 
It wasn't until another congressional investigation in 1987 that Reagan finally testified. On May 5, 1987, joint hearings were televised investigating the covert arms deal with Iran and the assistance to Nicaragua. The hearings would go on for 41 days. Reagan was never charged, but McFarland, Oliver North, four CIA officers, five government contractors, and Reagan's national security advisor, John Poindexter, were all found guilty. Yet, speculation about Reagan's involvement lingered on. Press investigations would go on for years to follow. While Reagan's image suffered a bit, he still left office with one of the highest approval ratings of any president in U.S. history. Apparently he was going a bit senile. Yeah. Oh yes he was, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was when it was a bit weird. Well that's a, which depending on how you look at it, either a genius or really sort of shady, or both I guess, there's this ruling set in stone, you can't use official budget to fund the countries, okay? Yeah. All right, but we kind of need to fund the countries. Yeah. And we need to get uh, their hostages away. Yeah. Oh, they're giving us how much to give weapons? Well, I'll tell you what, I know this bloke called Shady Dan. <laughs> we Not Shady them. Derek, is that a different dude? No, no, it's Shady Dan. <laughs> we buy the weapons off him, cut price, ship them to Iran, and then we funnel the rest off. Boom, we pay the Contras, win-win, hostages out, weapons in, nobody's hurt, victimless crime. Yeah. Uh, don't tell old Reagan. No. You know, he'll fucking flip his lid. We can do it. We got, we're the fucking CIA, we've got this, we don't need the president. Well, Oliver North said that Reagan knew. Ah, that's true. Reagan probably did know to a point, because he said, do whatever it takes. He didn't, he probably knew what was going on, he just turned a blind yeah. eye to it. Well, everyone knows who Reagan is. Yep. Not many people know who Oliver North is. No, and American Dad explains this better than anybody else. Okay, here we go, I've never seen this. So... Wait, who's Oliver North? What? I can't believe you kids don't know about the great patriot Ollie North. In the 80s, there was Cold War drama. We fought the commies inside Nicaragua. Our friends were the Contras. Freedom was their mantra, so we sent them lots of money for guns and landmines. But Congress stopped the Contra money flow just because they moved a teeny bit of blow. But then a hero came forth, his name was Oliver North. He and Reagan went around the sissy Congress. Holly North, Holly North. You see, North secretly sold missiles to a harmless country called Iran that would always be a grateful ally. <laughs> then he gave the profits to the Contras. Genius! The sales were uncovered by the press. Reagan and North began to stress. Because what they did was technically high treason. But it was totally justified. North volunteered to take the blame. To save Reagan from prison rape shame. The truth he did bury with his hot secretary. Thanks to her shredder. He got off totally scot-free, He's a soldier, and a hero, and a novelist, and now he's on Fox News. Crap, that 
that's the end. <gasps> wow, I just learned while I was being entertained. <laughs> wow. Well, yeah, that's pretty bang on, isn't it? Yeah. But as, you, as was touched on there, the Contras like to sell a bit of cocaine. Yes. And, and when you've got CIA help in that... Well, let's say, maybe not even helping, um, let's say just turning a blind eye for a, for a payment. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Or maybe they were actually even part of the chain because I suppose to get the story going, if you're totally new to this... So that's the background. You've got the Contras and the what the Sandinistas, the Sandinistas who were connected to Russia. Yeah, they're communists. The, right. the Contras were, but they were the elected government. They were. Right. The, see, that's the thing that well, doesn't mention. That's the, the thing that doesn't mention is the Sardinistas were the elected government. Right. The Contras were right wing rebels, Democratic and America always supports yeah, right-wing right -wing rebels. rebels. They don't want communist governments. No, because they so, can't steal their natural resources. Yes, it te also tends to be the rebels that are willing to give them exclusive rights mm -hmm. yeah. to all their country's resources yeah. after they win. Very true. So, so you've got that going on. America has a vested interest because uh, it's you know geographically close to them. That's why they're always interested in South America, isn't it? You don't want to come. Uh, you don't want communist regimes popping up all next exactly. to your border. The United States want nice puppet regimes yeah. to the south of them on their. So content. you've got this conflict happening, but you've got this thing in Congress where you can't spend defense budget money, government money on funding them anymore because they're bringing drugs into the country. Yes. and remember. And effectively Nixon, terrorists. <laughs> yeah, and Nixon also, remember, started spending billions on the war on drugs. Right. Yeah, so, let's not forget but that. But you need money quick. The CIA want to keep this. They've got a vested interest. They want the Contras to win. It's a war. Yeah. War's expensive. You need equipment, supplies, yeah. ammunition, obviously. So, cocaine. America didn't just suddenly discover cocaine and think, oh, this is great, because cocaine tends to be a more socially high drug because yes. of its cost, right? But what happened was, well, what happened was, <laughs> some clever dick worked out that you could cook cocaine, add a few more ingredients and sort of... What ingredients? I don't know. Oh, could I, be anything. I could Baby be powder. Probably oh. baking soda, something like yeah. that. Anyway, there's a cooking process done to it, which is very simple to do, can be done in any sort of, you know, kitchen. I guess. You're telling uh, me this now? Mike's got visions of going full Scarface. But this is, it's, I'm going full Breaking Bad. Yeah, but it's essential to the story though because mm. it's not cocaine, it's crack cocaine. Yeah. So the cocaine is coming from uh, Nicaragua. And crack cocaine right. is more addictive and it's more uh, It's a corrosive. Yeah, more addictive and I would say a shorter, sharper hit. You know, no, so you want another one? So yeah, you want to keep going back mm. for more and more and more. So somebody worked out that you could then... So you buy a bag of cocaine, you cook it and do all this stuff to it, and you double it in size. So you've doubled your profits, maybe yeah. you quadruple it in size, right? You've got LA. You've got large areas of poverty. Yeah, large areas right. of wealth as well. Yeah, but... Somebody yeah, then, the cocaine's going to the wealthy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And the crack's and, going to the poor black, yeah. mainly black communities. And do you know there's a statistic you can look up? I might Google it in a bit, actually, because I won't get this right. But it's something along the lines of um, how many people are prosecuted for actual cocaine possession, what the charges are. 
and then the charges for crack cocaine possession mm. are like something like 60 times fucking yeah. harsher. Because it's but a cheaper it's, drug. Yeah, yeah, but it's poor people that get caught yeah. with crack cocaine. Yeah. And so, you see, so it specifically it was sort of um, uh, like a perfect storm. Like this drug's introduced to the streets. And we should say this is 19, sort of 80... It's in the 1980s, 1980s. early 1980s. Yeah. So it fucking takes off a storm. And you got one guy called Freeway Ricky Russ, who's now an author and a speaker and, you know, a motivational speaker for young black men. Uh, <laughs> you look at me, I was a multi-millionaire crack dealer. I now I'm doing motivational speaking. You can be like me. Uh, I literally destroyed hundreds of thousands of lives. Yeah. But he went to jail and did his time. So, hey, who's the judge? But, uh, Do you reckon he had to keep any of the money? I wonder that. But possibly not. I no, I told it was on criminal. Took everything. Yeah, it would have been on, yeah. made by criminal activities. They'd have yeah. seized They'd have yeah. taken it, yeah. Plus he's doing like a book tour to try and sell his book. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess. I think now they can seize assets that mm. weren't even you oh, know, bought with that money. But with the money, that yeah, just suspect it of being bought. Yeah, if you've got point. it, then they'll take it. They'll take it. Oh, he's got a really nice speedboat that one CIA officer fancies yeah. or DEA officer. Oh, that's a nice speedboat. We could seize that. I could buy that in the raffle in the yeah. in the auction after. Well, we mentioned off mic, I think, whilst talking about the aforementioned freeway Ricky Ross. He said in an interview that there were quite a lot of days where he earned a couple of million dollars in one day. Because yeah. he had Los Angeles and eventually spread to San Francisco, I think it was. Running the crack trade in both these cities. Roaring trade. Fuck yeah. Coining it in. Hand over fist. How has he been allowed to do this? How has he got a constant supply of cocaine without ever getting pulled, busted? Yeah. I mean, individual people, smugglers were pulled along the way just by, you know, some other policemen caught them. But they managed for a good few years to funnel this shit into Los Angeles, directly there. How were they able to do this with the CIA being inept? And the remember, being got, inept. Yeah, and you've got the DEA. Yes, You've got course. the war on drugs. Right. I mean, even in Scarface, he mentions it's getting harder and harder to ship stuff in. You've got you know, attack helicopters, speedboats, mm. the, the Coast Guard are in on it as well. Yeah. How is this not getting through in such vast mm. quantities? Were the CIA, in fact, themselves, this is pure speculation, obviously, were they the ones physically bringing it in to the United States? Imagine that. Mm. Is that beyond the realms of uh, them bringing it in and supplying it to the gangs literally themselves? Yeah. Well, I'm not sure what Freeway Rick Russ says about that. It makes more but, sense they would use... Or send them, yeah, other people. Yeah, of course. I guess. But I'm just thinking of the ease of it. They must just, I guess... Made sure it was an easy passage for them or something. Well, probably help load the plane. Yeah. Well, you know I mean? if, you, if you were using CIA CIA aircraft to do it, yeah, you haven't got to declare what's on that. Yeah, you know, what they're going to say, oh, what, what's on? Yeah, the manifesto. You'll just say top secret. Yeah, mm. could be thousands of kilograms of cocaine on that fucking Hercules transport coming into the airport. This is no why. This is why it's not a good idea to have a dark state with so much power. It was getting there somehow because it's not. I don't think by boat. I think it's got to be a plane. Yeah, I think yeah. if you're gonna bring in the amount, vast amounts. It's 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 regular shuttle mm. flights. Yeah. And this is yeah. the thing you got to remember as well. When Rick Ross is saying he earned a couple of million in a day, right? This is poor people buying small amounts. Yeah, yeah. Over and over. Look, think how many sales that is. How many individual it, um, sales? Wasn't it like a dollar a hit? 
Oh, I'm not at sure, one point, to be honest, but I think it might. I, I seem to recall reading or hearing that on some something. It was like yeah. a dollar a hit. Fuck yeah! That's how yeah. cheap it was going yeah. out. And what was Coke about fifty dollars? Probably yeah. Wouldn't surprise me. Mm. It was you know, I mean you can get cheap cocaine nowadays. I can't. Speak. I wasn't around in the eighties. I don't know. Now you can buy shit cocaine for quite cheap. But I'm pretty sure that if I was a rich, wealthy pop star, I wouldn't be doing shit cocaine. I'd be paying fuck knows how many hundreds, possibly mm. thousands of dollars, pounds, to get the best. Oh, yeah. But these people on the street, fuck, they're buying any old shit that's been cut. Mm. And then you've got... Right, because I've got some experience of this, so uh, don't judge me, listener. But that I mentioned it last week, when that new drug came out, MCAT, or Meow Meow, a lot of people mm. called it Meow. It was basically like um, the chemical molecule was... was close to ecstasy as they could get it. They were, that was the idea. Uh, but it was a powder and you snorted it. And um, it worked beautifully and it was legal for a long time. You could buy it online perfectly legally. I, yeah. when visiting friends in London, went to an office, like an actual office. I mean, they didn't ab- advertise with a sign, mm. but I went to an office and bought it from somebody who legit, I mean, it came in a nice branded bag and everything. Well, so amazing for a couple of years. And it does it actually, it, it's not like those that herbal shit it does oh, actually no, work it was way stronger than street drugs because it was pure and you'll see my point when I, uh, the story is basically for those couple of years when it was legal and you could buy it online and all this you didn't buy it from any dealer on the street or anything you maybe bought a bit off someone at a party but you bought it online from a reputable place mm-hmm. and it was amazing it was the strongest best shit it was quite addictive to be perfectly honest but it was fucking amazing right but then I don't know what happened, maybe somebody died or something, but the government got involved and made MCAT, as we called it, illegal. Then what happened was, we didn't buy it online anymore. Yeah. You bought it from street dealers. All street dealers have the same mentality. They want to maximise profit. Yeah. And you can't do it with weed, but with chemical drugs, especially powders, you can add to them to increase the bulk, right? Which is what started to happen, and I had some bad shit a lot of times just stuff that either didn't work or made you feel awful and just burn your nose and horrific shit because they made it illegal which is two morals really one don't get involved government fuck off you actually by making it illegal made us less safe yeah 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 right ironically made us or paradoxically made us all less safe because we had to buy mixed horrible shit then whereas before we were buying pure that's it right what was my point? The war on drugs doesn't work. It hasn't, mm. hasn't worked. Yeah, it hasn't worked. They've been fighting it for 20, 30 years now. 30 mm. years. Isn't money wasted? Billions of dollars a year. Yeah. Billions. Oh, so that was my point. Sorry, that's why I went on that big long ramble mm. about that drug was that, so this crack cocaine then in the 80s, these street dealers, Rick Ross is selling lumps on to other people who are then cooking it down. Yeah, they yeah. maybe sell He's some on and it they cook already. it down and it gets cooked down again. So it's such bad quality shit that everyone smoked. Probably destroying their hells, killing unknown... Un- or causing addiction as well, rotting everyone's minds and bodies. It was an epidemic, they call yeah. it, the crack epidemic. Yeah, and yeah. then, of course, though, these gangs are making so much money, they're able to equip themselves, this is another part of the story, with automatic weapons on the yeah. streets of Los Angeles, man. So it's just, whichever way you look at it, a fucked up story, man. You yeah, it's like start a predator too. Yes, I was about yeah. to just say that exactly. When Danny Glover in his yeah. sweaty shirt has to rock yeah, up yeah, and save the day, and how Scorpio is ready. 
Never forget, I was the untold hero of that film, oh, Scorpio. Yeah, Scorpio. Too old. He's ready. Yeah. <laughs> Daddy Grubb wasn't too old for that shit back then. He was fighting Predators hand to hand, mate. He was just very sweaty. He was. It was a hot day in it was. It was a heat wave. I love yeah. that movie. Yeah. Great um, film, isn't it? Yeah. It's not on the third one's good as well. Uh, I, I haven't seen the new one, though. I've heard it's, it is a bag of shit. I've heard that. I have heard that. It was cheesy. But no, it's not on a par with the first, but I, I do like it. Yeah. So, we've set up what was going on in LA mm-hmm. at the time. And all that's factual. Well, yeah. yeah Some it of it's conjecture. But, the thing is what, but there was a crack epidemic in LA. Obviously, the, the conspiracy is the CIA deliberately selling the crack to the African-American population, uh, A, to thin them out, or B, to get them arrested so they can get cheap labour in, yeah. in the jails. This is where Gary Webb comes in, isn't it? That's it. it I was about to say, so enter Gary Webb, which is about ten years later. It's yeah. sort of mid-90s then, isn't it? Releases a series of articles in a local, a fairly regional local newspaper yeah. called The Dark Alliance. Well, he gets put into the book, which is called The Dark Alliance. Yeah, it was in the San Jose Mercury, was it? Yeah. And basically he exposes and investigates the role of the Contras, the CIA, and crack cocaine in American cities, especially Los Angeles. So what did he do? An investigative report, uh, journalist for the San Jose Mercury News uncovered convincing evidence that proceeds from international cocaine trafficking represented a major source of funding for US-backed rebel guerrilla fighters in Nicaragua, known as the Contras. Uh, with South Central Los Angeles and other urban African-American communities serving as key markets of the drug, and more distressing, the CIA become aware of this illicit commerce early on and incorporated it into a broader domestic strategy, allowing the cocaine pipeline to continue and thrive to a massive degree that eventually gave rise to the US crack epidemic of the 80s and 90s and the birth of the prison industrial sector. That's there we go, yeah, that's, earlier, a, that's, yeah. that's another important bit of it, yeah. Webb personally interviewed alleged drug merchant cum government agent Oscar Daniello Blandon and many of the story's other central players, travelling as far as Nicaragua to speak with drug lord Norwin Meneses and Los Angeles to meet infamous crack cocaine entrepreneur Freeway Rick Ross, as we mentioned earlier. How did you get the nickname Freeway? Um, Hanging about a freeway. Dodge, you probably met on, under the bridge on a freeway to yeah, deal with the crack out. There you go. Um, Webb made his primary source materials, including the CIA documents and audio taped interviews he quoted available online for anyone to download and review. Nonetheless, the press and the CIA took advantage of the fact that in the mid-1990s, a majority of Americans were not yet savvy, uh, not yet savvy surfers of the World Wide Web, which, uh, however enough urban black activists certainly turned out to be, they weren't happy. Now, what Webb didn't do was he didn't break this story. It had already been available around the time it occurred, and Webb's contribution was gathering and sharing the details and more evidence. However, he never claimed to have any evidence that the CIA engineered the whole thing, only they knew what was going on, and approved of it, and even met with Contra leaders and funders to discuss it. But the media portrayed Webb as basically having said, the CIA did it, and used this falsehood to discredit him and his exposures. Now he got fired from his from the San Jose paper he worked for, didn't he? Yeah, well, he was celebrated at first. Yeah. And then they all turned on him once the CIA put the screws. I see, the, the editors the uh, made an apology, didn't they? Yeah, they basically dis- bastards, man. Basically, 
disavowed themselves from the article after trumpeting it and being so proud of it. And the clever thing that he did, the key thing was, because it was a small regional paper, was to be one of the early people to be internet savvy and have yeah. it online. That meant millions of people read it and it became fucking a massive news story. Anyway, then he was massively discredited. The Washington Post in particular stitched him up. And the New York Times went after him and just basically... It, did a complete 180 turn and um, instead of celebrating him as a journalist saying how well researched it was and detailed that oh he's a hack he makes all these claims he can't prove he says they did it blah 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 his own paper turned on him yep and it is shit what they did they fucking sent him out like to some fucking other newspaper that was like hundreds of miles away from where he lived from his family, some shitty little arse end of nowhere. That would be the, the, the local district reporter kind of thing. Mm. Yeah. No. I mean, the press is meant to be the watchdog against the powerful. Mm. They're not meant to be the watchdog for the powerful. But if you're the CIA and you've got people you, you know... You, you're of course. Hob- if you're head of the CIA, you're hobnobbing the media barons. No, you turn they, to them at some party. You've infiltrated where, it. Yeah. Ben, yeah. they own the Washington Post now through Jeff Bezos. Oh, well, so that's... He owns the Washington Post and he's done a deal with Amazon and the CIA, 600 million pound deal. You can't tell me there's any conflicts of interest there. of course not. No. So, I mean, I'm sure they owned the paper. They owned Mm. the editors and the main people in it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because they just say, well, either fucking play ball or we'll discredit you. We'll put something on your your computer. Simple, isn't it? And they basically humiliated him. But he never, he sort of kept his head up and kept, he always, uh, you know, did interviews and was happy to talk about it for years, despite what was going on. Um, yeah. And some say, I don't know that there's any evidence of this at all, it could be purely speculation, but some say he was working on a follow-up which had even more juicy details and evidence. Yes, he, but the thing is, we can't he doesn't... That. In, the, in his original Dark mm. Alliance. Now, you see, I've... Um, all week, I have been sat firmly on the fence. Mm. But the more I've read over the weekend, mm. I've kind of come around to it a little bit. Because like I shot himself or... I don't... I'm, the suicide is still 50-50 for me, whether it's... We, oh, did, spoilers, sorry, if yeah. you don't know it. This story, uh, that might be the first time we've mentioned it. Oh, sure, yeah, yeah it could he, be. He ends yeah. up dead, ladies and gents. Yeah. Um, um, he was shot twice in the head and it was, was given a suicide. Yeah. December the 10th, 2004. Yeah. Now, remember that at this point as well, he says, I'm sure he said to Freeway Rick Ross, who was still in contact with occasionally, mm-hmm. if I end up dead, yeah. it, ain't, yeah. uh, it ain't suicide. That's what Rick Ross but, says in the interview. That's what Rick Ross says. Yeah. But also other people said, well, hang on. He was moving out of his home because he couldn't afford the mortgage payments anymore because he'd been so discredited he couldn't get a job. And, and his wife and children mm. had left him and moved away. Yeah. So, so there is there is motive for... Definitely. Yeah. But then shooting you yourself also... in the head twice is a mm. feat, isn't it? Well, it's a thirty-eight, which I managed mm. to find the calibre. Uh, oh, it's a point thirty-eight, so it's not the biggest pistol round. Mm. Shot himself through the cheek... That's First, what I heard, yeah. Because, I mean, it, you know, your That's hands trembling. You're trying to get the balls to do it. Oh, I shot my yeah, mouth off. Well, 
and then you just finish mm, the job yeah. off because you already fucking started. I don't know. I mean, who's to say what's going through anyone's head at that point? I, I couldn't tell you. But then mm. why didn't they say he was shot twice, once in the face, once in the brain? I guess they don't go into that kind of I just think do public they? details would be to the head. Yeah, that yeah that's yeah. usually what they say. They're not going to go into to too head. much detail with... Mm. Because well, it's it just a good old, family, isn't it? It's, it was a good old... <laughs> double tap? Well, 38... Mm. It's more of a. Oh, yeah. It's not, about it's not what a. Well, oh, then again, just because a, a government agent wouldn't carry a 38, use, nowadays usually a standard issue, doesn't mean that some nostalgic CIA hitman still carrying one around because well, it was the first one he ever got issued with. Who knows? And well, they're it, probably not going to use that issued gun, are they? They're going to use one that they. You know, that has been. Uh, the the uh, number's been filed off or something. Well, here's the thing. Yeah, yeah, that's true enough. Maybe it was a. Unless, he was fe- unless the gun was found there and it was registered unless to him. Unless it's Gary's gun and it was a struggle and the agent, it was one of the things, he beat Gary mm-hmm. up and he held Gary's own hand to his own head. But you're going to pull and Gary's like, Ugh, struggling. Puff. First one goes off a bit, like you say, through his yeah. cheek. Oh, shit. Puff. Second one, he's done. And you leave him like that. And there's no details. No one's going to look into it because it's a CIA. Allegedly, but could we put a pin in it before yeah, yeah. we get to? Sorry, man. We'll get to the impact of Dark Alliance. We drifted off a little. We went oh, ahead yeah. a little bit then there. Yeah, we've we got more to come. So yeah, the um, the impact of Dark Alliance is basically the uproar from the black community in Los Angeles, which led to the CIA director John M. Um, Dutch. Deutsch. 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 Yeah. Meeting with black activists in the city in November 1996 and receiving a grilling from them, possibly receiving the way for Deutsch's resignation a month later. So if you're head of the CIA director's fucking resigning a month later, mm-hmm. that's, Dodgy, it? that's a bit iffy. But on December 10th, 2004, Gary Webb took his own life. Two bullet wounds in his head raised suspicions that his death might not have been a suicide. However, no evidence has yet been presented contradicting the coroner's findings. But that hasn't stopped conspiracy theorists from assisting the CIA had him killed. Well, if they had, let's not fucking kill ourselves, allegedly. They fucking kill people all the time. Of course they do. They're going to then let the coroner... They're going to fucking have a... Yeah, they're going to say to the coroner, there's what, nothing... Yeah, they're going to have a say in what the coroner's fucking report says, aren't they? So the coroner's a necrophiliac, and they've got files on him. Uh, well, well, that's because a jump. That's how they do it. I'm just saying he might not be. Allegedly. You're just jumping straight into nah, the LA. It's in their way, <laughs> mate. They don't grease their palm. They got something on, and they put them people in positions well, that are gonna they're gonna help them. You say, well, you know what? Maybe you know. Oh, you've got a daughter, haven't you? Well, she might not be so safe unless you say this in this coroner's report. There you go. That's mm-hmm. what you gotta do. They could do that. Or if, if they don't own him, but normally they're gonna own people. They're gonna go, you know. They know that they did the murder and make sure it's done in that vicinity, that district. Mm. So they know it's going to go to that coroner, same as Princess or Diana. They just, or, they oh. just, or they just throw a, a $200 bag of cocaine on the desk and go... We've got loads of this, you can get yeah, yeah, that's yeah, if they don't John. own him. Yeah, John, it's the same good shit as last yeah, time. Yeah, that's just it. say, it was... Uh, yeah, that's if was. they don't own him. Well, yeah, yeah I'd that's say you're yeah. well. I'm saying it could be as simple as yeah, just walking in and go, yeah, here's five grand. Yeah. Could, this be. could be a regular thing, you know. Probably, I've the, heard probably the, the port of the computer, though, isn't it? Well, it could they be. They tend to well. use the stick more than the carrot. I've heard in the States though, that in small towns you can literally just do that to a coroner, if you're the police or anybody, or even a private citizen with a lot of money, you can just be like, I would like the coroner's report to say this, please. Here is X amount of. Wouldn't surprise money. me. Yeah. Then the body is buried, uh, burnt, whatever. 
And you've got your lovely coroner's report that says, no, it wasn't stab wounds. No, they were... It was, um, no, help wounds. Heart attack, yes, healthy wounds. <laughs> Helping wounds. The heart attack pressure. Yeah. I'm a coroner, don't question me. <laughs> you never heard of helping wounds? Yeah. After 15 years in medical college, damn it. <laughs> what do you know? <laughs> Just you and your Google machine. <laughs> so what do you think? The two shots to the head. Right. Did we mention that he had reason to do it? I'm like, I there is... Character to this, and I will definitely, you've got to take that into account, that he was going through a divorce, he'd been publicly sort of uh, humiliated and yeah. professionally sort of destroyed. Absolutely. But, psychologically, because I'm taking into account, now this is just one man's word, but we heard that interview with Freeway Rick Ross. It was on a Requiem for the Suicide, yeah. which is a PrisonPlanet.com documentary. It was a... A phone call recorded over the prison phone. The journalist rang him, which I thought was a bit callous because he was just like, have you heard? Hello? Hi. Have you heard uh, Gary's dead? What? Gary Webb's dead. And he was like a genuine, obviously had some affection for Gary Webb. Yeah. Because he was genuinely seemed like, what the fuck? Nah, man. And it was just a really, I thought, callous way, like, yeah. you know, he should have just checked. It was just some dick journalist ringing up and going, oh, your mate's dead. Anyway, Freeway Rick Ross said, Gary never gave up. He was uh, tenacious, he wasn't depressed, he was uh, focused on the story and like, finding more evidence. Yeah. And then the rumours from that come that he was working on this other book. So my point, maybe that's a counter to the suicidal feelings because he had something to live for and work for. But also, maybe he was depressed, lonely. Yeah, couldn't afford, couldn't afford the payments on his house, feels yeah. like a failure. So financially unstable. Wives left him, yeah, took the kids. So... so Suicidal feelings and from the Rick Ross interview, the CIA fucking with him by apparently, well, this could be paranoid delusions, but climbing up and down his drain pipes, yeah. spying on him and stuff like that, T tapping his phone. So maybe, yeah, he just botched, he did it himself and just botched it. But, botched it the first time, who knows what's going yeah. through someone's head at that point, finish mm -hmm. the job. But fucking hell, it's a bit dodgy, isn't it? It is, but it's something fishy. Yeah. I also like to think that either A, you're a Nicaraguan drug hitman, or B, your CIA hitman, unless it's their first job, isn't going to botch it. Yeah, but mate... You know, drug humans. him, he's on a sofa, wait till he gets drunk, you know he's a drinker, he probably is at that point, he's depressed, bit of a drink, spores him on the sofa, bond, come it? in the house. Just... Yeah, but you wouldn't... No, you, I, I, you've got to... If they're trying to make it look like an accident... Then they're not going to just An walk accident. in. Gonna be suicide, a, you mean? A, sorry, well, a suicide. You don't want to struggle. I mean, all right, you might be paying off the police, but hey, you can get away without doing that. It's a bonus, isn't it? But if you and the coroner, it doesn't matter, just do two shots, make mm. sure. Plus, yeah, we I don't guess know so. the skill level of the agent. Even if it was an agent, like they could have paid some street level. Like you said, someone they own, they might not have had much of a budget for this. They're like, fuck, who do we know around that place? Where what do you mean is? they're raking in 30 million a year from cocaine sales? Yeah, but that's being funneled to the fucking Contras, isn't oh, it? Oh, well, how much are they making after the Contras have stopped? Well, that's paying for the war. I don't know if they're lying in their own pockets. Probably lying in their own individual pockets. I don't, allegedly, I don't know. But basically, it's like, which drug dealer do you believe? Freeway, um... What's Rick name? Ross. That's yeah. it. Or the CIA? Yeah. Basically, yeah. Neither yeah. of them. How was that? 
I don't know, I don't know what... Where does that leave you, though? I don't know what... Leaves me sat on the fence. Because Rick Ross... Okay, I've just thought of this off the top of my head. I tried to think, what's his reason for lying? And I've just thought of this. To stop himself from being the boogeyman and being the guy responsible... For ruining thousands of lives. countless lives. He maybe enjoys this conspiracy because he can push off some of the blame, direct it off himself. Like, the CIA, man... They were funneling this shit in, funding this shit, letting this happen. And his book deal. And his speaking yeah. tour. Because it all sounds good on that. This is an extra yeah. 30 minutes on that speaking tour. I'm pretty sure he's been on Joe Rogan's podcast. Uh, hmm. Rick Russ. It's confusing because there's a rapper of the same name. But the drug dealer came first. Ooh. So, the two parts of the conspiracy. Do you think the CIA had anything to do with that, that coke coming into the city? Yeah. Right, Money. I agree on that. Money, I do, yeah. 100%. Yeah, I mean, I know I it's the 80s and their budget is at its highest. They're but not they allowed were... to spend... Oliver well, North admitted it in court, didn't he? Well, he admitted the Iran deal. Oh. Yeah. He didn't admit the coke. No. Well, I've got a video about that. If okay, you want. yeah, yeah, let's go for it, bro. Yeah. that um, drug dealer. Oh, the aforementioned... Can we call him Ravishing Rick Ross instead? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds a bit like Ravishing Rick Rude, and it's better than Freeway. And he's a very ugly man, so... I, I think he might have been called Freeway because he controlled, in drug terms, a freeway that stretches... Ah, like gotcha, yeah. Yeah, that's his territory. City, yeah, and he owned it all. Yeah. I think... I, I, like, I like the idea of a meeting under the freeway under bridge, bridge to do yeah. the shady deals. Maybe he bought a freeway. He's <laughs> <Maybe>. that rich. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, let's see what he says. Freeway Ricky Ross is a street legend. He went from being a poor, illiterate, aspiring tennis star to one of the biggest drug dealers in Los Angeles history. After being part of an international drug ring and making up to $2 million a day, he's starting over from scratch and trying to build another empire, this time... Illiterate, aspiring tennis star. Yes, <laughs> this is what you get in the Dark Alliance, the detail. He actually comes from a... I'm not sure if it's a well-to-do family or he just... Somehow he ended up playing that, tennis. He ended right. up playing tennis and was actually a bit of a prospect at tennis. Right. And was like, oh, wow, look at this poor black kid. He's really good. And was somehow got a bit of a scholarship, I think. And could have gone to a good school, but... It, Couldn't read or write. His illiteracy kept letting him down. Mm. He could have got athletic scholarships. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's yeah, okay. literally let him down. I see what you mean on that then. Okay, right. yep. Yeah, sorry about that. Yep. Yeah. It's okay. Um, yep. It does sound a bit weird though. It does not. That Illiterate aspiring tennis star. In the Who's ghettos the of Los Angeles. <laughs> yeah. What? Everyone played basketball. <laughs> yeah, tennis. So yeah, it was it was along those I lines. I suppose you had Agassi then, didn't you? Agassi. Yeah. Well, he wasn't a street person. Was he? He was no, but he was a tennis player. Trick. He was oh. American. Yeah, Andre Agassi was American, yeah. yeah. Oh, he just sounds like a French prick. <laughs> <laughs> or Italian, I don't know. Oh, Andre was Asian, his long, his long mullet swishing yeah. around as he... That's what I mean, he was, he was a big okay. star at the time. I yeah. you don't, don't know who he is. Oh yeah, I did, but I just didn't see the connection to Freeway Rick Russ. Tennis star, Spiron, and you said, and Ben was saying, why would they want to be a tennis star? Oh. I said Andre Agassi. Oh, okay, I'm with you. Yeah, I, I doubt that Andre Sorry. Agassi and his tennis stardom had it's that reach into... <laughs> Of course it does. Hang on, it wasn't Rick Ross and got a well-to-do family. No, I think it's. Just, I'm getting that confused. I don't think he was. I think oh no, no, he no, no he, was, he was a literary. Yeah, yeah. But somehow yeah. he 
played tennis. There was some connection, and then yeah, he played at tennis clubs that were posh and things like that. Okay, moved up to the All tennis right. system. Okay, sorry, sorry. He, he I... couldn't get these athletic scholarships because he, he couldn't be the right. Yeah. yeah. That's he could have gone down that path. Isn't that seen as a way into college in America? It's like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, great sportsmen, but they're not that clever. Yeah. We can get them to college and they do football and yeah, like, we yeah. give them a hand. Well, same with yeah. this country, mate. How oh, is it? They uh, rugby. Do, oh, right, okay. They do dodgy, illegal stuff as well, like, uh, we'll buy you a house if you come to our college. Yeah, Don't yeah. tell anyone. Because of college football, obviously, is yeah. a big, big deal, man. Big deal. It's very confusing to me. College sports are as big as professional sports. They basically are professional sports. But then they go into um, the, the, the more professional leagues. They're good, don't yeah, they? They yeah. get drafted up. Yeah. And... But just as many people, it seems to me, watch the college sports, basketball and football in particular, as watch the NFL and the NBA. But we just don't have that here at no. all. Sorry, so really, anyway. Yeah, yeah. Back, back to the video. Sorry. Sorry for that detour. Sorry. <laughs> it's all good. I was just confused. The legal way. 20 years of prison have turned this former kingpin into a fully literate activist who is trying to make a difference by keeping kids from following in his footsteps. Today, he sits down with RT to talk about his rise and fall and to discuss his connection to the CIA Contra controversy. Ricky Ross, thank you for joining us today. A lot of poor neighborhoods here in Los Angeles have suffered from gangs and drug abuse, and a lot of people blame you for that. Now, how do you think that you can help and rebuild these communities? Well, I think I'm the perfect one for this job that needs to be done because, I mean, if you haven't lived this life, it's like a, an experiment. You know, my life has been an experiment. And had I not been through this experiment, then I wouldn't know what happened. You know, most people don't know what happened in South Central. They don't know how you get started selling drugs. They don't know how you get out of selling drugs. They don't know how you can go from being illiterate at 28 years old to being as literate as I am now. You know, basically, I, I, I do law work. You know, yeah. like I said, I'm filing my paperwork today in my lawsuit. What do you think about the rapper Rick Ross taking on your persona? He's never sold drugs. He's never been involved with any type of crime. You know, he was a college boy, played football, from what I understand, and he was a prison guard. You know, and, and, and you know, to be a prison guard, your record has to be spotless, you know. So uh, he's, he's definitely created a fraud and, and uh, uh, you know, he's perpetrating a lot. What role did the U.S. government play in bringing crack cocaine into L.A.'s poor black neighborhoods? The government needed this money to fight this war over in Nicaragua against the Sandinistas. Russia had gave the Sandinistas $100 million to fight with. Congress had cut off all the money from the, the Contras. So now the Sandinistas had an advantage. Reagan and Bush had made the Contras their pet peeve. They felt that if Russia took over Nicaragua, they would be too close to America. They would be in our backyard. I believe that they felt it was more valuable to sacrifice a particular sector, sector of America and a race of people in America in order to save the whole country. So they let these guys open up pipelines. Danilo Blandon, Norman Nessus, and the rest of the crew that, that, that work with the Nicaraguan Connection 
because I knew about 10 or 15 different Nicaraguans that was all inside of this, you know, Contra organization uh, that was selling drugs. So by them allowing these guys, or basically turning a blind eye, because I don't think the government necessarily gave them the drugs or, 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 or whatnot, but in a sense they sanctioned it because they turned a blind eye. They knew that these guys were selling drugs, but they did absolutely nothing about it. I also believe that had they not let these guys sell drugs, it's possible that I would have never become a drug dealer. What does that say about our government when they're looking the other way while a deadly substance is coming into our communities for the sake of fighting a communist regime in Central America? Well, it says that our government will sacrifice its people to accomplish a goal. And this is not the first time that they've done that. Uh, we've known numerous times in our history where they have sacrificed, especially the black man. In that case, it's tough to hear that the ends justify the means. They felt that it was more valuable for them to keep Russia out of America, you know, and, and for America to keep its way of life. Do you think that the CIA or any other sort of government agency is still helping to funnel drugs into America? Well, I mean, if we look at Afghanistan, you know, when Taliban controlled uh, uh, Afghanistan, uh, the flow of heroin was, was almost zero. And now it, it's, it's up, you know, hundreds of percents more than it was at that time. So it makes you wonder. I mean, you know, what is really going on? How can the Taliban control drugs and now America can't, you know, control it? You know, heroin is on the rise again. And it's Afghanistan heroin. The CIA connection to the Contras and the huge influx of drugs into Los Angeles wasn't exposed, wasn't made public until journalist Gary Webb started to report on it. Gary was on a mission. You know, uh, he didn't approve of what I did. But he said that if I was in prison, all the other players should be in prison right there with me. And that I shouldn't be used as an escape goat. You know, he felt that, that, that justice should be uh, level. You know what I'm saying? Not to where if you got political pool or you got money or, or, or this, that, 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 that you can escape justice. And that's how Gary felt. Everything that Gary Webb said was eventually proven to be factual. So why do you think that it was so controversial when he was actually coming out with it? And why do you think that he was attacked so much by the mainstream media? What they really tried to attack him on is they, they tried to say that he said that the government deliberately put the drugs into the black community. You know, they, they took his words and twisted them. And I, 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 I never saw what he said that he think that you know, the Bush administration or the Reagan administration, anybody went into our office and said, hey, you know, we're going to plan to put these drugs into the black community to destroy the community. That's not what he said. He said is that, what, what I understood him to say is that they knew that it was taking place and that their workers, because the, the, the Contras was on the CIA payroll, so they was their employees, and that they did nothing about it. Now, in some speeches, Gary Webb talked about how the DEA told them that what he was reporting on would put people's lives at risk. Now, do you think that was just a scare tactic? And are there parallels from what was happening then to what is happening right now? Today in the news, we hear about WikiLeaks exposing all these U.S. military secrets. 
and we're also hearing on the news that these secrets are supposedly putting people's lives at risk. I mean, talk about the similarities. I mean, our, our government is really out of control. You know, DEA, FBI, they're really out of control. Nobody, I mean, like, when we find wrongdoing in our cases and stuff, there was nobody that we could run to and say, hey, you know, this guy is doing such and such and such and such. You know, even with the crooked cops, it was nobody that we could go to to, to, to to express what was going on, that these cops were beating us. You know, these cops busted my head open and, and, and with flashlights. They let a dog bite me while I was handcuffed. But there was nobody that we could go to and express what was going on. Wow. So, here's a question. To get to the point where we're at now in America with obviously um, the alt-right and the KKK, the Civil War being so evocative, and sort of, you've had the Ferguson stuff where there was effectively race riots. Do you think the CIA was playing a long game into American society to demonize the black men to make it easier to turn the white people against them in the future? Wouldn't surprise me. I think there's a possibility, of course, but I think it's a bit more like he said, of just maybe more, a bit more chaotic, chaotic of them not exactly knowing what was going to happen in downtown LA, but just not really giving a fuck what happened. As long, look, them conscious need money, and they're doing that coke thing, leaving to it, you know, flash forward a couple of years, you're like, do you realise how many, oh, there's an epidemic? Do you think they care, in us? Possibly not, because they probably wanted to get away with it forever, but along comes... If they've introduced it into a white community, would they, would, they, mm. would they have introduced it into a white community, a poor white community, or did they purposely put it into the poor black community? Well, maybe it was a social thing that maybe... Uh, it just happens to be grown. that more black people are poor than white yeah, people. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Maybe saying, it was yeah. just those areas were more suited they don't to care the what. escape. It's areas. highly populated. Yeah. You know, this yeah. Poor yeah. white community might be a trailer park somewhere. And plus, the private prisons were coming up and they wanted mm. to get prisoners. So mm. And as we touched on earlier, punishments were a lot um, proportionately higher for crack cocaine yeah. possession. And you're more likely to be stopping search if you're black. Yeah. It's, it's all against them. The prison industry. No, there's no racism according to Jesse then, Peterson. Jesse but, Peterson is But then, racism. Ben, you've also got... Um, like, so you've, you've got <laughs> the added layer on top of gang warfare yeah. over the sale of crack mm. cocaine. And think so about it. men dying that way, black men shooting each other in these areas. And the police are loving that oh, because probably. it's like the scumbags are killing each other. Mm. The bad guys are killing each other. We mm. haven't got to get involved. Let them kill each other. They don't care, do they? And like he's Rick Russ just said in that interview, they had no one, or they felt like no one to reach out to. No, they couldn't trust the actual fucking police themselves. That's you when know? you start becoming effectively vigilantes mm. with the gangs, don't you? It's, it's, think it's, about uh, it from his point of view, Rick Russ, because he's dealt with both. He said there, then he's had his face split open by police officers, and let they let a dog bite him. So he's had that. So he's seen that level of officialdom. The street policemen will beat your face in, right? Yeah. But then he's also seen met these blokes from Nicaragua who are on the CIA payroll who sell him all this fucking cocaine just like constantly. Remember, just for to... dirt cheap as well because mm. the main problem is it costs a lot of money to get it in and out. Mm. But if you're got the CIA helping you and you're using yeah, CIA so flights... Just, just finish my so point, you're, sorry. Just... Sorry, he's saying for a dollar. Mm. <laughs> exactly, but to round it off, so he's seen 
the street level of the official them being fucking crooked. Yeah. He's got the very yeah. top level being. What chance how, they have? How are you supposed to feel as a citizen? Then you see, like, it's it's all that's why, corrupt as yeah. shit. That's why the society's crumbling uh, before our eyes, mate. Well, yeah. The US <laughs> is going down. No, there's no two ways about it. It's time has has been. It's past. Always Civil War, Mike. Are you a fan of that uh, theory? I'm not a fan of it. I'm not cheering it on the sidelines. <laughs> Burn it down. <laughs> no, but I know you're. You're. A, well, you like the theory. It's the polarization, isn't it? Yeah. The petrodollar. On the gears. They're losing the petrodollar. Yeah. Other countries are using different currencies now. Yeah, but then we just overtake those countries and bomb them. Or China. Well, well, we can't do it to them. <laughs> or, I don't know. Well, maybe that's what triggers yeah, they, the, they, the third That's world it, world. it, That's yeah. what these psychopaths want to do, yeah. Things of population going as well, doesn't it? I don't want to fight China. It's a really bad idea. There's loads of China. Can you imagine it? It just said, news bulletin, you know, China invade Britain up the, up the River Seven. <laughs> 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 That was quick. <laughs> Run to the hills. That's what I'll do, mate. <laughs> Things I know you're about to say, Ben. I'll I'm be on the front. <laughs> <laughs> I think we don't, we don't There's a million budget. Chinese up the River Seven. <laughs> the River Seven is a river very near us, and I, I think we'd have noticed if a million Chinese people <laughs> and soldiers had just blazingly sailed up the river, which runs from Wales to the Bristol Channel. But what if more than the population of Britain in Chinese soldiers jumped on boats and stuff and did come here? Well, yeah. we, you know, we'd have, hopefully have NATO to back us up. Yeah, but what if they all said, ah, you left the EU, so you can fuck off? No, because we're still paying... We're still oh, we're still in NATO. NATO. Yeah, yeah, different yeah. thing. And then you've got CETO obviously. as well, the, the South, South Atlantic. But what if they still said, ah, fuck you, we're not fucking with the Chinese. Well, in that case, we're on our own, aren't we? Yeah. Oh, it's going to be me, you and Mike, going to grill a war. <laughs> Oh, well. we'll be skinning the Chinese by next week. Nah. <laughs> no, I'll be Go on, like rogue. <laughs> Mike's going to have a necklace of ears. Are you a Jedi? <laughs> the pacifist has turned into a sociopath <laughs> <laughs> at that point. He's the one saying, what war does to you guys? <laughs> just embrace the horror, man. Mike's going to just embrace the horror. Oh, man. I'm um, known as the Mountain King, you know. <laughs> one of us is going to go to the river and kill him like an African <laughs> snail. <laughs> It's gone rogue. He's living in some abandoned church in the Welsh hills. Can I go up the seven and kill him on a patrol boat? <laughs> Taking a lot of asses along the way. It's dodgy getting into a, what looks like an abandoned church, though. What if there's still like a, a gang of rapey priests? Just like, oh, finally. Mike's showing up with a fucking army of vigilantes and oh, deserters of both sides. And Welsh worshippers. Uh, Worshippers think he's a living god at this point. Right. Have you never seen Apocalypse Now? Well, no. You peed upon priests, nothing to me. <laughs> no, he's just having shot, it wouldn't matter. Shot, skinned and eaten. Fair enough. <laughs> Gotta feed them followers somehow. <laughs> so, we can agree, the CIA allowed the Conscious to sell drugs in America. Yeah, you know, wouldn't surprise me. There you go, that's, that's my verdict and that wouldn't surprise me. Does not surprise you in the slightest, no, can no. see why they would. So, yeah. I think that's possible. Yeah. yeah. What do you say, mate? Yeah. Yeah. I'd like so to go through a timeline of uh, oh, the CIA, okay. shall we? Oh, CIA's atro- CIA atrocities. Yep. All right. Okay. Can we go through these quickly, Ben? Yeah. Ooh, where do you want to start? Let's... 1942 with the birth of the modern CIA okay. in the guise of the OSS. 
Roosevelt restructured COI, um, uh, which is the uh, coordinator of information, into something more suitable for covert action. The Office of Strategic Services, the OSS. Donovan, who was the first head, recruits so many of the nation's rich and powerful that eventually people joke that OSS stands for Oh So Social or Oh Such Snobs. Uh, 1943 in Italy, Donovan recruits a Catholic church in Rome to the centre of Anglo-American spy operations in fascist Italy. This would prove to be, to be one of America's most enduring intelligence alliances in the Cold War. Then, of course, the Catholic church betrayed them and shipped out all the Nazis. Uh, or was that just part of the plan? Ah, uh, there we go. Operation Paperclip. Yeah. We all know about that. Now, in 1945, the OSS is abolished and now Operation Paperclip comes in. While other American agencies are hunting down Nazi war criminals for arrest, and this will be an episode one day, Operation Paperclip, mm. the US intelligence community is smuggling them into America, unpunished for their use against the Soviets. The most important of these is Reinhard uh, Gelen, Hitler's master spy, who had built up an intelligence network in the Soviet Union. So basically, the CIA is born with Nazi blood. Yeah, we just took over their spy network. Yeah. We, sorry, Yo, they. Mm. You work for us now. Ah! Ah! Yeah. Ah! It's a CIA shill. Oh, I knew it. Rumble. Get the harpoon gun, Ben. <laughs> Leg it. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so with full US blessing, he creates the Gerlin Organization, a band of refugee Nazi spies who reactivate their networks in Russia. These include SS intelligence officers Alfred Six and Emil Augsburg, who massacred Jews in the Holocaust, Klaus Barbie, the butcher of Leon, Otto van Bolschring, the Holocaust mastermind who worked with Eichmann. Is that Barbie's dad? <laughs> and SS Colonel Otto Scorsese, who was a personal friend of Hitler's and the most badass German in the war. So not good people. <laughs> now, Scorsese was a fucking... Just a badass. He was head of the... SS's commando unit. Hell of a filmmaker. They rescued uh, Mussolini from his mountaintop villa, uh, mountaintop prison. He was getting one of his old palaces on, and by glider. Just came in, and they used the first helicopters in that. They, they got him out by a helicopter. He just went in, stormed the place. He had a big fucking scar and an eye patch right down his face. He looked like a right badass. Sorry. Still wasn't he a fascist. Terrible cause. Fantastic soldier. There you right. go. <laughs> Same as many of the Germans. Ben, put your arm down. <laughs> <laughs> My arms are folded. <laughs> he was a badass. Lucky okay, more. Right. 1947. And a fascist. Yes, he was. Uh, 1947, Greece. President Truman requests military aid to Greece to support right-wing forces fighting communist rebels. For the rest of the Cold War, Washington and the CIA will back notorious Greek leaders with deplorable human rights records. Lovely. Also, the CIA is created in 1947 under the National Security, uh, National Security Act uh, by Truman. In 1948, the Covert Action Wing is created Ooh. by uh, the CIA called the Office of Policy Coordination and it's led by a Wall Street lawyer. Hmm. Its responsibilities include propaganda, economic warfare, preventative direct action, including sabotage, anti-sabotage, demolition and evacuation procedures, subversion against hostile states, including assistance to underground resistance groups, and support of indigenous anti-communist elements in threatened countries of the free world. The free world. Keep on rocking in the free world. Ah. 
It's amazing, isn't it? Any country where they don't like the democratically elected government, they're just like, oh, go in and we'll... Yeah. But I like that economic war. We'll go in and help them, but we've only got X amount of bullets. So, careful, fella. I've got to set the fucking guy on the... Uh, the guy on the Imperials... Um, oh, God. Don't shoot that pod. Well, we're paying by the laser yeah, now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, it says it, economic warfare, but I love that. Well, I don't love it. Excuse me, I belched. Yeah, you moaned at me last week, though. Yeah, but you, you, no, no, to clarify, you belched and answered a question at the exact same time. That's, that's talent. That's multitasking. No, that's a different level of unprofessionalism as to quietly belching, you know, in between words. Multitasking. Anyway. That's why I get a job on the History Channel soon. <laughs> that's the jizz mapper. <laughs> <laughs> why is there all jizz at the History Channel? <laughs> I guess. Can we call a Jacking over fucking yeah. Nazi films. Yeah, over alien Nazi films. There's a swastika in Ben's interested, <laughs> Are he's they green alien women? <laughs> Getting fucked by Nazis. Very specific porn. <laughs> it is, isn't it? It's a very niche market. It is, I think. But with the rise of the right, I think we should get ourselves in on it. I think there's only you and a few of us watching it, Ben. <laughs> I bet there'd be more. If it was available, there'd be more. Yeah, of course. Film it and they will come. <laughs> so I think that's a king of punch of the week, isn't it? Jack Booty. Oh! <laughs> Das Booty that as well. Das, name das, das Booty theme porn. Das Booty Jack might be better. <laughs> that is amazing. Well, das, better than Das Booty. Das Booty. Yeah, Das, boot, das, das Booty. Better, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's the movie, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. But Jack Booty, they wore Jack Boots, I guess. They did. Well, you'd, well, you'd throw the two in, wouldn't you? You'd have Das mm. Booty, which is an ass movie, and Jack mm. Booty would be like some kind of shoe fetish movie, wouldn't yeah. it? Okay. Das, das Booty hyphen... Swastika in my pussy. <laughs> Too much? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> it's like the scene from The Exorcist, break. but without, without a uh, cross, it's a swastika. <laughs> fuck me, Hitler! Fuck me, Hitler! Fuck me! <laughs> oh, my Fuhrer! Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh, dear. Yeah, can I have that piss break now? Yeah, of course. Thanks. Are you sure it's a piss break? <laughs> <laughs> So uh, let's move forward a little bit to um, 1953, Iran, the CIA overthrows the democratically elected Mohammed Mossadegh in a military coup after he threatened to nationalise British oil. <laughs> CIA replaces him with a dictator, the Shah of Iran. Ugh, and their secret police was brutal as the Gestapo, apparently. Operation MK Ultra, Inspired by North Korea's brainwashing programme, the CIA begins experiments on mind control. The most notorious part of this project involves giving LSD and other drugs to American subjects without their knowledge or against their will, causing several to commit suicide. Mm -hmm. However, the operation involves far more than this. Funding in part by the Rockefeller and Ford Foundations, research includes propaganda, brainwashing, public relations, advertising, hypnosis and other forms of suggestion. And they probably got that from Nazis. Yep. Yeah. They're very good at propaganda. 1954 to 1958, North Vietnam. Uh, the CIA officer Edward Lansdale spends four years trying to overthrow the communist government of North Vietnam using all the usual dirty tricks. The CIA also attempts to legitimise a tyrannical puppet regime in South Vietnam headed by Nang Dinh Dem, 
DM. These efforts failed to win the hearts and minds of the Soviet Vietnamese because the DM government is opposed to true democracy, land reform and poverty restriction measures. That's not good. Nope. And that ended up with the Vietnam War. Yep. Then we go to Laos, uh, 57 to 73. The CIA carries out approximately one coup a year. One coup per year. Fuck. From 1957 to 1953. You'd wake up not knowing who the fuck was in charge, wouldn't you? Well, the CIA's in charge. Well, yeah, but you're like, oh, which government's in today? Oh. Uh, trying to nullify Laos' de- democratic elections. The problem is the path at Lao, a leftist group with enough popular support to be a member of any coalition government. In the late 50s, the CIA even creates an army clandest- clandestine of Asian mercenaries to attack the path at Lao. After the CIA's army suffers numerous defeats... The US starts bombing, drop and dropping more bombs on Lao, Laos than all the US bombs dropped in World War II. Oh. Oh, a quarter of all of the Laotians will eventually become refugees and many living in caves. Oh. Wow. Good times. Yeah. 61, Bay 61, of Pigs. 61, the Bay of Pigs. The CIA sends 1,500 Cuban exiles to invade Cuba's Castro's Cuba. And I like Castro, you know, uh, just for the fact he spent the best part of 60 years giving the middle finger <laughs> to America. Yeah. I mean, I'm not, I'm, I don't know about his politics. I've never really looked into it too much, but just the fact he pissed off America for that long. And they failed to kill him many, yeah. many times. Mm. Got one of the best health cares in the world, apparently. Per capita, the most doctors, yeah. Yeah. So they sent 1,500 Cuban exiles, the CIA, to invade Castro's Cuba. But Operation Mongoose fails due to poor planning, security and backing. The planners had imagined the invasion will spark a popular uprising against Castro, which never happens. Of course not. (laughs) And also, a promised American airstrike never occurs. And that was Kennedy, wasn't it? Yeah. Who refused to do the airstrike. Uh, What else are we going to do? Yeah, we're missing loads out here. This is how mad it is. Yeah, I mean, there's like every year there's a coup... 65 of the CIA uh, in Indonesia, I know that because we had to get involved to fight the Indonesians who are American-backed yeah. because our colony, I think it was Borneo, has been attacked by Indonesia. So we yeah. had to fight US-trained Indonesian soldiers oh, for fuck's sake. while supplying the Borneans to fight. Well, we're sending yeah. our best in to train. Oh, it was just, yeah. Dominican Republic, Congo, Zaire. Yeah. Greece again. Operation Chaos, 68. Oh, uh, that's good. The CIA had been illegally spying on American citizens since 1959. But with Operation oh. Chaos, President Johnson dramatically boosts the effect, the effort even. CIA agents go undercover as student radicals to spy on and disrupt campus organisations protesting the Vietnam War. They're searching for Russian instigators, which they never find. Chaos will eventually spy on 7,000 individuals and over 1,000 th- organisations. Uh, you know, a lot of them would marry people. Mm. Yeah, under their false pretense. Wow. Just to get closer. How sick is that? Yeah. That's deep cover. Yeah. Or Cambodia, 1970. The CIA overthrows Prince uh, Sunak, who is highly popular amongst Cambodians for keeping them out of the Vietnam War. He's replaced by a serial puppet, Lon Nol, who immediately throws Cambodian uh. troops into battle. The unpopular move strengthens once minor opposition parties like the Khmer Rouge, which achieves power in 1975 and massacres millions of its own people. Yeah, this is, this is kind of shit they stir up. 
time and time again. Haiti, Chile. Yeah. Uh, um, what year is that? Um, nineteen seventy-three, isn't it? Yeah. Is it Pinochet? Yeah. They uh, they say yeah, there was assassinated Salvador Allende, Latin America's first democratically elected socialist leader. The problem is again when Allende nationalizes American-owned firms in Chile. ITT offers the CIA $1 million for a coup, report, reportedly refused. The CIA repla- replaces Allende with General Augustin Pinochet, who will torture and murder thousands of his own countrymen in a crackdown on Labour leaders and the political left. Uh, yeah, it goes on and on. 75, mm. Australia, Angola. Yeah. 79, Iran again. You know, El Salvador, 81. No, 72, they got rid of the Shah. You oh, yeah. overthrew the Shah. Actually, the Shah popular. was 79. That's Because he was just living in opulence when everyone yeah, was... Yeah, that's they, when they overthrew him. They overthrew him and the Ayatollah and the, the committee that they've got now comes in. 83, Honduras. 86, Iran Contra. Haiti as well. 89, Panama. We'll mention Panama because it's a major, major US invasion. Basically, just invaded Panama. <laughs> Um, the US invades Panama to overthrow a dictator of its own making, General Manuel yeah. Noriega. Noriega will be on the CIA's payroll since 1966 and has been transporting drugs with the CIA's knowledge since 1972. By the late 80s, Noriega's growing independence and intransigence have angered Washington, so out he goes. Wow. wow. Gulf War, 91. Yeah. You know, there we go. Although they did fail to predict the fall of the Soviet Union. Huh. Well, you know, they're not... Well, they'll probably fail to... Well, to spot their own they've been demise. So, they've been so busy undermining everyone else's governments, they failed to predict the Russian government might fall. Yeah, and their own. Soon. Maybe they had a hand in that, and we just don't know. Well, you... Well, do you know... They're I mean, just sort of worse than, like, the Nazi party ever were of Germany. Yeah, like, basically. Uh, invaded way more countries. Basically, we've had the Nazis in control of the world for the past mm. so as in my 80 family, years. I think the Winter Soldier was a warning. Well, we overtook their spy networks. So, basically, this is all just a lot of, uh, of, of evidence to show that the CIA is dirty as fuck, so it's not beyond the uh, realms of possibility that they were allowing coke to be funneled into L.A., do we think so? The second part of it, I think we're all in agreement on the first part. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I go. Then with that. we come to the second part of this. Did Gary Webb shoot himself, or was he suicided by the CIA or someone else? I'm on the fence with the suicide murder thing. Ah, oh, me. At first, I know I said I'm off the fence. I do think it's definitely dodgy and it's definitely possible. I mean, remember, and then there's also it's also possible yeah. that he. He did it I'm saying that point three eight isn't a big caliber. It's still a big caliber when you're shooting it into yourself. Yeah. Anything is a big caliber point at that point. Range. But so, if he fucked his hand shaking, yeah. goes into his cheek first. You don't know what's going through someone's head at that yeah, point. He's a journalist. He's never fired a gun. Yeah, it's uh, see. But I also like to think that you know whoever's going to go and do the job is not going to just blatantly double tap whether they've got support of the coroner or not. Yeah. Sometimes it's best not to use those people. You just go do it nice and cleanly. All right. Well, they tried it. Somehow it fucked up. Yeah, or maybe it, it did. Yeah, you know. That's the thing because you know we don't know who took who did the killing. Were they re- was it a top level, experienced, highly skilled agent, or was it did they pay somebody? What way was the motive? Down? What was the motive for the CIA? 
Just, just shut him up, mate. In my opinion, to shut him up. Just to say, you know what, we don't like what you're and saying. Yeah, even if there wasn't a second book, he was still being interviewed all the and time. And he caused the resignation of the CIA director mm. at the time, effectively. So there's motive, because he's going to have his Some political revenge. mates. There's there you go. people, aren't they? Yeah. There's motive, and yeah. these people, as you've just shown, are not the nicest. Exactly. No. I think there's something very fishy to it, is why. I know it's a bit weak, maybe. Yeah. I'm leaning towards suicided... I'm leaning towards that. I'm with you guys. I do accept there is precedent for him maybe doing it himself because of the divorce. You've got to be on the fence, but mm. I'd lean more to the... Yeah, I'm leaning to they, they I... fucking shut him up. And possibly there could have been the second book. Yeah. The mystical second book with more evidence. So I think that they did enough to discredit him and make him do it himself. Because once you've taken away everything from a man, what what's he got? Mm. Well, he had. Yeah, he had a family, no, he hasn't. He had a job, he had a reputation, he had a career, no, he hasn't. Can't afford his house. Yeah, it's like perfectly a plausible as well. Um, but maybe um, the motivation he had to stay alive was the second book, which would have been the fuck you back. But then we have a, the only evidence we have for that is a guy who was, who was a... There isn't any evidence for it. A convicted drug dealer on a speaking tour trying to publicise his own book. Well, no, he doesn't say it in, when he says that he talks about Gary. It's not in always in necessarily in relation to promoting his own. No, but he's he's uh, saying that it's he knows it's a popular. Will people come and see his speaking tour if he mentions Gary Webb? Probably. Yeah, but to be fair, to defend Rick Ross a little bit, I see where you're coming from. But this whole book tour speaking engagements thing is a. He hasn't been doing that since the day he walked out of prison, and he's been saying the same thing about Gary since while he was in prison. Yeah, I get what you're saying, and we use that into a. Maybe they were, maybe they didn't pull the trigger on him, but maybe mm. they made him do it. Yeah. I mean, we'd always said MK Ultra. Maybe they were spiking his water with LSD. Don't know. You know, they've got. He thinks he's seen. He thinks he's seen agents climbing up his drain pipes. Yeah. Maybe they're spiking his bloody shopping. Who knows? Well, that's my official opinion. I'm going with. Kind of on the fence, but leaning towards they got they shut him up. I think you know. I tell you what. I'll throw a new theory in. I think they. Engineered his suicide, pushed him to do it himself. Yeah, I could go with that. Yeah, it's like a a different, a more advanced level of suiciding. Someone, yeah, isn't it? effectively, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We'll stick some LSD in his in his water. I'd be open to that. Mm. Or just drive a man fucking mental, just, yeah. just yeah. destroy him, just yeah, break him down. Drive a car past his house, and you know, and blatantly. Apparently, it was that sort of thing they yeah. were doing to him. Low level. Um, there's a name for that. Low level intimidation. Yeah. There's, I think there's a specific name, but anyway, yeah. So I think so fishing to it definitely. Yeah. And sad anyway because you know. Absolutely. Because a man he's just died. Trying to day. do an honest yeah. fucking thing, you know, trying to report the truth as best yep. he could, and was destroyed by his own. And that the dealer Rick Ross put it in the best way that they misrepresented what he said in the Dark Alliance. Mm. They basically rubbished him in the national in the big boy newspapers. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, this fucking clown saying that the CIA deals drugs. Oh, come on, mate. But they're like, no, that's not what he's saying. He's just saying these Contra guys who were selling were definitely connected to the CIA yeah. in some regards on the payroll. So technically, well, they're the fucking CIA, aren't they? Or yeah. they're being, like you say, the blind eye is being turned. So, yeah, all in all, dirty, dirty, Dirty CIA. To start, allegedly. To start the demonization of the black man in America, which gives rise to the alt right, which is where we are now. That's another Boom. level too, which I know a lot of black activists do think that's what 
was. I'm not sure about. It's a possibility. Because these things take time to bed in. These ideas, if the black man is seen as a guy with a gun trying to rob you for money so he can buy crack. That idea spreads. You end up right. demonising the entire race of people. I then. think it possibly it might takes have years, happened. but you do it. That's but basically they've been the Republican mm. Party policy for the past sixty years. But the drug spreading, I'm sure, happened a bit more organically in the way that, like I we know. said earlier, there was just a very large poor population who were perfect for crack to be funneled into. Yeah, but these people are kept poor mm. by. Policy, but yeah, like I see, he couldn't get his college scholarship because he couldn't read or write. But hey, he could play tennis. Mm. Well, can they just give him a special class? I'm not. Yeah. So sh- I'm just saying. I'm not so sure that might be a, a different, entirely different level of sort of to the conspiracy of oh, it was a direct targeted attack at the black man. Black no, I'm not, I'm not saying it was. Um, but but I, I, I'm leaning towards that. I am. I I'm thinking it's like the that. it's like the demonization of that. It's well, going to take a few years. Then we get to the point Nixon right now where people are walking around with Nazi flags. Nixon did it with marijuana, didn't he? Because he knew that the only people that smoked weed, mm. as what he thought, were black yeah. people or hippies. You've actually just led me on to my second theory, what? which is basically you say, we don't want these drugs in our country, we're going to give this budget of X amount of billions a year. So you spend all that and you fund your military industrial complex mates to buy all the helicopters and the radars and the, the fast speed boats and you're funding the coast guards. you military industrial complex is winning and then he just make the money back by selling the drugs to yeah. the poor people so you're basically funding you're funding a war on yourself and no one's really getting hurt too it's much. like she said he said the taliban managed to stop nearly all heroin coming out of afghanistan yeah why can't our government stop drugs because they like them to be sold because they yeah. like the money so you move on to a bit of weird news then yeah, so yeah. i think that wraps that up it was a good chat chaps let's have a bit more weird news, shall we? Yeah. So I'm we... a bit sleepy this week, I'm afraid. It's I did deal with a children's party yesterday, so that's oh. my... <laughs> yeah, it was draining. It was like a wall of insane energy that just hit you constantly. Where was it? Was it a, 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 a venue or yeah, was it a house? Yeah, or... rented a little hall, like one big room, and just dozens of insane, screaming, excited, hyper children running around screaming so much screaming it was like entertainment on as well yeah there was like a clown dude oh no chasing them around but they loved him like, <laughs> it was just it all got wild like they were just because there was so much space they just ran to their they're all bright red like a nuclear red faces sweating raging with sugar and cake and my job was the music so i was just stood by these speakers and i swear this wall of energy just it was two hours long. Yeah. I was fucking done afterwards. <laughs> I was done in. Like, I felt it in my bones. Like, ugh. <laughs> so, yeah, that's my excuse for being sleepy today. But I don't think it's an excuse. It was horrific then. <laughs> Rather you than me. It was horrific. All oh, the sounds of screeching joy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just because you're an incredibly bitter person and all that joy just overpowered you? No, it would have been better if all the other <laughs> That's kids... That's where my life coaching comes in, I stopped no, you being so bitter. I was seeing it would have been better if all the other kids just fucked off and it was just, oh, too bad, <laughs> I handle that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I got invited all the others, although they did bring gifts, lots of gifts. Yeah. yeah. I'll keep them quiet for a few days. That's it. So, yeah, so... Yeah, back so to weird news. To <laughs> 
Let's get the boys' views on this week's weird news. Inside Mr. Blobby's eerie abandoned crinkly bottom theme park left to rot after 90s Blobby Mania. No, only um, children who were born in the early 80s will get the 90s references yeah. to Mr. Blobby and born in the UK for that yes. matter. Mm. Um, any UK listeners, I'm sure you know Mr. Blobby. As discussed before, I was the proud owner of a Mr. Blobby teddy bear as a youth and the Mr. Blobby single on cassette. I had the VHS special oh, of yes. Mr. Blobby in a Lord pink box. Skits. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, fucking hell. I, I didn't have anything. I was like, he was Blobby. a spotted twat. <laughs> <laughs> it was just... Well, it was Marmite people were yeah, even terrified no, I, I, of him. I thought, what a weird he was alright. But... The thing is, I mean, Noel's House Party, yeah. which was a show that Mr. Blobby featured on, was like a... Yeah. It was like a, the biggest prime time show in the country at the time. Mm. He used to gather around as a family watch and watch it. Together, yeah, yeah. Was my favourite bit. Yeah. So, the, so they made a theme park, hoping to cash in. But Mr. Blobby, as fast as he got massive, yeah, vanished also very <laughs> quickly. But apparently, he's enjoying somewhat of a renaissance this oh. week. His pal Noel Edmonds is rumoured to be heading into the jungle to star in this year's series. And I'm a celebrity, causing a wave of 90s nostalgia to sweep across the UK. And BBC political correspondent Chris Mason suggested Mr Blobby might have better luck in his job after admitting he hasn't got the foggiest clue what will happen with Brexit. So Mr Blobby's getting in on Brexit now. <laughs> I don't know how they understood that, because mm. all he used to say was Blobby, Blobby, Blobby in a variety of ways. It's almost like a, a pink and yellow spotted Chewbacca. Yeah, kind of. Oh, a naked Chewbacca. Chewie's naked. No, yeah. I mean, without any fur. That's what he looks like underneath, isn't it? Maybe. If you shave Chewbacca, yeah. yeah. pink with yellow spots, uh, Mr. Robbie. Well, he did a lot more slapstick than Chewie. <laughs> he certainly did. Yeah. He might not be very popular anymore, but... Big Mr. Blobby fans might remember he once had his own theme park. I was not aware of that. I wasn't. He, he did, actually. Crinkly Bottom, which is where Noel's house party was set, yeah. or Blobbyland, opened in Cricket St. Thomas Somerset, Zomerset, as the locals pronounce it, S's as Z's, in 1994, in the height of Blobby Mania, when the pink spotty sidekick starred in Noel Edmonds' house party. Looks like Wonderland up the Townsend. It does a bit, doesn't it? It closed down five years later, but its building remained on the buildings remained on the site, abandoned and standing eerily empty, until explorers discovered Mr. Blobby's derelict house in 2009. Wow. Their pictures and videos went viral as people reminisced about their family holidays in the 90s, and so many people broke in to explore the house that it was eventually demolished in 2014. This is a very recent, like. <laughs> Actually, it is, because Noel Edmonds has gone and things. Yeah. I apologise. Sorry. A map of the Crinkly Bottom theme park shows a railway and animals of farthing wood attraction. I used to like that. It was like a low-budget warship <laughs> dome. It was, it? yeah. Actually, it was a more kid-friendly warship dome. Yeah. I used to like warship down, you see, so... Alongside sea lion shows, a safari ride, a fun village... Their definition of a fun village might be very different from mine... A deer park and leopards. leopards. There's also a TV's family favourite attraction and a high street. Wow, so they're just trying to squeeze some money out of you. Yeah. Yeah. 
course, that's all family days out or about. Of course it is, Rinsing yeah. Rinsing your fucking... Uh, well, yeah, yeah so, so there we go. I yeah. wish I could have gone to Blobby Land. <laughs> no, 1994. Blobby, oh Mr. Blobby. Yeah, the number one single. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So Mr. Blobby in a theme park. Didn't know that. Yeah, and had a doorbell which would cry blobby, blobby, blobby. Oh, God, don't get Yeah, the locals cursed the house, apparently. Mm. <laughs> but they were glad when it closed down. Oh, yeah. I bet junkies went there to shoot her. Well, there was a picture of a giant <laughs> blobby-sized spoon, maybe. It's a no, toilet, it's a toilet is it? Bed. You, you need to... No. <laughs> Perspective. <laughs> oh, yeah, so it is. <laughs> spoon. Oh, the thing is, they could... Fucking hell, you're never having a shit at my <laughs> <laughs> Only have shit in the cutlery drawer. <laughs> Only have <laughs> when the World Cup was on. Get a dessert spoon. <laughs> no man, you need a shovel. Use a crisp packet. <laughs> you again already have when the World Cup was on. I didn't shit in the cutlery drawer then. Well, I. Do you try piss in a tent? Sp- in a tent. I don't know what you want me to say. You, 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 literally, as we recorded. Showing your pride in the fact that you've had a poo in my toilet. Yeah. That's what the toilet's for then. What, do you want me to come over there and pat you on the back? Well, that'd be Give nice. You, a, you know, I'm glad you're shat in the toilet. <laughs> not the cutlery drawer. Not the cutlery drawer. Well, there you go. Let's Speaking train. of the toilet, I'm going to have to have a piss. Sorry, boys. Yeah. <laughs> me too. So that's enough for Mr. Blobby. Let's go to the next one. Woman sues ex-boyfriend after his abnormally long penis... Stretched her vagina, which is why I'm broke. <laughs> well, I was going to make the same joke, and then I went a little bit further down. Then I, no, then I went a little bit further down the article, and it names them. Well, I asked <laughs> the journalist, which is an option when you sell your story. Anyway, what's she saying? Well, Salandiel Mangina, twenty-nine, claims. <laughs> Sorry, I was going to say Mangina. <laughs> 29 claims you had to fork out eight grand for reconstructive <laughs> surgery after getting intimate with Mugov Karima. Mm. She wants Karima to pay the whopping 150,000 rand. I don't know where the rand is. Where's the rand? Um, India. Oh, Zimbabwe. It? Oh. Good grand. Oh, it's rupees, is uh, India, isn't yeah. it? Rupees, yeah. It's eight grand. It's 150,000 rand. And. Um, her private parts were tied before she met her ex in 2016. Wow. But, uh, she fell in love even though it was allegedly married at the time. However, she ended the relationship in May this year after Karima is alleged to have stretched her vagina. <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, it's currently anything. unclear how large Selendi alleges her ex's penis is. The woman will reportedly ask the court through her lawyers to force Karima to pay for reconstructive surgery of a vagina in South Africa. Uh, Karima is yet to respond to the allegations. <laughs> um, He's just learning it out there, isn't he? Yeah. He doesn't mind, yeah, does he? Of course he doesn't. <laughs> Although, saying that, earlier this year, we reported The Mirror, this is from The Mirror, a man who claims to have the largest penis in the world says it's ruining his acting career. He's called Jonah Falcon and claims his manhood measures 13 and a half inches. He said in June, it sucks. <laughs> it relegates me to smaller parts. <laughs> it's in the wrong industry, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Well, clearly. Yeah. You've got 13 and a half inch dong, then you're going to porn, aren't you? Yeah. Let's face it. pretentious bastard thinks he's going like, to do real acting. Mm. Just do what every other 13 inch penis, manned penis in the world does. And... 
Fuck for money. Yeah. There you go. Be the next Mandingo. <laughs> Why not? Right, what's the next what one? Lovely story, well, look, yeah. <laughs> yeah. This one's good as well. Huh. Um, the woman, world's first sex robot resort lets customers pay to take the bot's virginity. We had this before. No, I think so. We have had sex brothels opening up. Yeah. As sex robots take over the world's oldest profession, robot brothel madams must set themselves apart. In California, the world's only consent-focused robot brothel. So all the others are non-consent. Well, I don't think a robot does have much choice in yeah. it, either, does it? <laughs> Robot oh, does right. mean slave in Czechoslovakia, doesn't it? That's where it comes from. Yeah. Uh, well, well that's, that should be on QI. I think it was. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All I'm saying is, even if the robot was screaming at the top of its volume, please don't fuck me, please do not fuck me, stop that, that, fucking me, that, I would still fuck it. That voice would probably just put me off. Nah, I, <laughs> I don't think I'll be able to. Stop it. Yeah, doing that. You're raping me. Someone called that one one. <laughs> no, okay, I'll do it. Uh, <laughs> no. Yeah, don't take it to me, baby. <laughs> <laughs> no. That wouldn't bother me. This is a voice more than anything. It's a voice. Who's a human saying that? Well, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> one of them sex doll robots. And I think calling it a robot is pushing it a little bit. It's not as if it's going to ride you and give you an amazing service. It just lies there inanimately, doesn't it? And you it probably, away at it like it some psychopath. writhes a little bit. Well, I don't know. Do they just life, life-like dolls, aren't they? Sex no, dolls. they would be robot. I mean, they would pop on, up. They don't. So what? It like, it like walks you into the room and like jacks you up. No, like, no. I think it, just, it, it probably it its moves. eyes move like it, a Furby. Yeah, baby. I think it probably. I'm upside down. I, I don't it. like it. <laughs> That's what Furbies did. Sorry. Oh, right. Yeah, if you turn them upside down, they're freaked out. How often do they give that message? Because I just turn them upside down all the time. Well, yeah, you're the sort of psycho kid that they keep an eye on because you <laughs> stood there with your Furby upside down while it screamed and wiggled its things. But, yeah, so... Uh, Okay, back to the robo ah, The reason I'm doing that is I know it's an inanimate object. I'd never do that to a real animal. Uh, okay. I know. Yeah, but when you were a child. No, I no longer have a puppy upside down, for God's sake. <laughs> <laughs> Furby, yes. Puppy, no. Uh, okay. Well, it's just don't try and hold a cat upside down. <laughs> but they so, don't like it. No, they don't. Just don't try and hold them. <laughs> it's probably a good rule. No, well, you're trying yeah, to cradle it in your so, arms, but it just yeah. goes for your face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you trying to get cradle Chester in your arms? <laughs> like a child. <laughs> He's my baby. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't trying to nurse him, were you? You're <laughs> all them breastfeeding kids on the internet. <laughs> 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 Drink my milk, Chester. That's creepy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a breastfeeding your own cat. <laughs> <laughs> Is that part of your Jedi trials? It's better than. The extracurricular activities. <laughs> I bet it is. Luke liked your good breast milk, didn't he? He did. Yeah, like blue milk. Oh, oh actually, you just drink it from an alien breast. Yeah. Nice Jedi. Thank you for that insight, mate. <laughs> I'm going to read the name of the um, American uh, robot brothel owner because I know you're liking Gaz. Okay. Uh, robot brothels have been popping up in Europe since 2017, but Americans haven't exactly jumped on the trend quite yet. Still, Unicol Unicron. Wow. 
owner of Eve's Robot Dreams, thinks the demand is going to be big. What a name. Eve's, opening in West Hollywood, California next year, will offer men the chance to take a robot's, quote, virginity for $10,000. Afterwards, the robot will continue to work at the brothel, presumably commanding a lesser price. <laughs> Imagine the human woman you could, you know... You could get a really high-end hooker, I imagine, for ten thousand dollars. I think more or less than that. You probably get Miss does. Will for ten grand. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, why fucking inanimate robot thing? I mean, yeah, they're attractive. I don't mean I fancy them. Well, I mean, they're obviously built to be attractive, but I know it's an inanimate doll thing. Yeah, I, but in an effort. All right, if you left me alone with one, I'd definitely fuck it. But I wouldn't go to <laughs> somewhere. And, mm. Right, well, what you do, when the consent thing comes in, is you're going to build a relationship oh, via an app, pen palling, and once the brothel is open, you can meet your pen pal in the uh, synthetic flesh. Apparently, uh, Unicron says, uh, men always want to be on the forefront of new technology, and this is the most intimate way for them to do this. She also expects plenty of traffic from couples looking to experience a threesome with a robot. You can even have an orgy with multiple ones if you want. Robot Bukaki? Yeah. Ease will presumably have both male and female robots on hand, as Unicron says the brothel is meant to appeal to straight and gay men as well as transgender people. So, uh, yeah, the first American sexual robot brothel was supposed to open in Houston, Texas last month, though owner... Yuval Gabriel has classified it as a sex robot showroom in a bid to keep regulators away. Prostitution is illegal in 49 of 50 US states, though the courts haven't been asked to decide on whether those laws apply to robots. Because they don't. Slaves. They shouldn't. Well, yeah, I'd fuck a robot. So, should we... Um, <laughs> I'd well, if it had that fucking robot voice, I wouldn't. I'm joking if my girlfriend's listening. Fuck me, Ben. <laughs> That's creepy. I would like it in my pussy. Yeah, it's that you do it for me. You can take me from behind if you want to, yeah, Ben. No, no, it's not doing it for me. It's just really not. That voice is just... I hope it's big. I hope they talk better. Oh, yes. Harder, please. Yeah, baby. No. More push it. Yeah. Mm. No, oh. no. It's just not doing it. <laughs> Barely a twitch. To be fair, if they could build... One look that looks that realistic, they could probably program a better... Uh, well, yeah, yeah. We've seen Google Assistant, so they can do it. Oh, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Yeah. Even even the voice on the trains is sexy, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. So, well, not the male one, because I've <laughs> on some of them. There is. never heard a female voice on the train. Yeah. There is on some. Yeah. Google it. Okay, well, so it's time for Never Go Full Alex. Yeah. Where Mike finds just two random weirdos off the internet and puts him up against Alex Jones in an attempt to see who's gone more crazy or full Alex. And it is the most popular game show in this flat. Were you trying to get crazy with this, see? Don't you know I'm local? So let's um, have the first guy. What's he say? Mark Taylor. Oh, the firefighter prophet. We've had him before. Hello, my old friend. Friend of the show. 
He says that Californian wildfires were caused by chemtrails. Wow, well, chemtrail believers are pretty batshit insane, and this guy's definitely batshit insane, so let's see what he's got to say. You know, people were talking about the California fires a few weeks ago, um, and me being a firefighter, you know, these, these guys were, uh, California's got probably some of the most experienced brush firefighters in the world, and these guys were saying that these, these fires were exploding, and they couldn't control them. Wow. And for those guys to use that kind of language, they said they weren't even trying to stop it at the time. They were just trying to get people out of the way. And there's a reason why that's happening, brother. And it's because, again, uh, I, I encourage people, look up Dane Wigington and, uh, you know, go to his website. There's enough information and proof on there. Uh, he actually, one of his 46-minute videos, he verified four, like three or four different things that the Lord had been showing me. But the fires, the reason these fires are so hot out there right now and so great right now when these things burn is because they're not fighting a Class A fire, which is wood and paper products. They're fighting a Class D fire, a metal fire. And why is that? It's because they're spraying the atmosphere with the chemtrails with aluminum oxide. Aluminum burns at 1,200 degrees. The, the foliage is saturated with this stuff. And when it burns, you're not going to stop it. And this is the reason why. They've weaponized, again, trying to the depopulation, trying to make people sick, and trying to kill people off. This is their way of retaliating because um, I, I believe California's fixing to go red, brother. I believe that too, Mark. I do. And, and uh, there's an all-out assault on for California, Florida, and Texas. Watch for stuff happening in these three states because there's an all-out assault going on because when those if, – if California goes red, hang it up. They're done. No. So, um, Mark White, firefighter prophet, thinks that uh, chemtrails are causing the fires. Wow. Any thoughts on that initially, or? Uh, not uh, climate change. No. Oh, you people started fires. Yeah. Okay. Well, God showed him all that stuff, so who am I to argue? I genuinely thought that old Christopher Donald, the host there, was like a fucking screenshot and to remove. He just. Nodded his head a little bit, for ages just kept perfectly looks still off. for a while, didn't he? Looks half dead, looks like the Emperor. That's who it is. Yeah, it does the Emperor. <laughs> Go to the next one? Yeah. Liz Crokin. We've had her before, haven't we? I think so. She says that voting Democrat is a vote for the rape, torture and murder of children. Right. Oh. Well, she's won this already over my Sounds reckon. perfectly reasonable. Tomorrow's election boils down to whether or not you support the rape, torture, trafficking, and murdering of children, period. Period. Yes, it literally is that black and white. It is literally that simple. I have spent the last two years dedicating my life to exposing child sex trafficking, elite pedophile networks, Pedogate, Pizzagate, read the frickin' Podesta emails if you do not believe me. The Democratic Party is a party of child sex trafficking. Their policies, sanctuary cities, the border wall, the caravan crisis, the refugee crisis, these are all covers, people, to traffic children, period. Tomorrow boils down to whether you support the trafficking of children or not, period. I cannot stress this enough. The members of Congress are Democrats. 
are tied into child sex trafficking in one way, shape, or form, whether they are directly trafficking kids themselves and raping kids and torturing kids themselves, or if they're profiting off of it, or if they're blackmailed, it doesn't matter. That party's policies encourages and fosters and enables child sex trafficking. And many of these Democrats are directly running child sex trafficking rings, period. If you are finding this video and seeing this video right now and you are undecided, there is a reason for that. God is calling you to the polls. And let me tell you, if you are not okay with children being raped, tortured, and trafficked, then you need to vote red all the way down the line. Period. I wish you stopped saying period. Say period one more motherfucking time. I dare you, motherfucker. Um, yeah, what pisses me off about this, these it's simpletons and the, the sort of left-right extreme, you know, like, I'm team red, I'm team blue. Like, so, yes, we know that elite pedo sort of rings, there may be some truth to that. But the idea that, oh, it's only this one particular, of the two parties in politics, it's only this one party that takes part in that. The other party, the one that I like... We don't do that! Except for the fact that one former Republican was recently done for paedophilia. And then Roy Moore was like, yeah. you know, uh, uh, um, That's what annoys me, these, him. Yeah. these simpletons, it's just, you know, you got to realise it's if, if the elite's corrupt, then it's all of the elites. It's like, you know, it, it's not like, oh, I'm on blue team, so I'm not one of the corrupt ones. Well, I'm red team, so I bloody am. Well, you know, <laughs> oh, fuck off. It, sorry, it was a mini rant, I guess, but... Obviously, she's a fucking lunatic. It's, she says the word period one more. But for our English listeners, you probably already know that's a full stop, isn't it? Yeah. Period. Well, does Jesse Ventura, Jesse Ventura refers to the two political parties as gangs. Mm. So they're not parties anymore, they're just gangs. So Demo Democrats and Republic Bloods or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've heard that. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I love about Jesse? You know, back in the day, his nickname was Jesse the Body Ventura. Yeah. Do you know what he calls himself now? No. Jesse the Mind Ventura. Hey. Because obviously he's very old, his body isn't yeah. the body anymore, but he's fucking a lot smarter than he was when he was a young man, so he's the mind. Ah. Yeah. Good idea, Jesse, you yeah. fucking loser. I've got one of his like books, it. actually. It's, a, it's yeah. the, um, oh, it's a, the, I think it's like the 50 biggest conspiracies in American history, and he, he's a big JFK guy. Yeah. Really think something went on with JFK and we were lied to. Blame him. <laughs> the um, what was the report? The re the main report that was uh, told to the, mm. the American public is this the biggest lie in American history. The Warren report. The Warren report. That's the Warren Commission. That's, That's it. it. This is the biggest lie in American history. Mm. Yeah, I would agree. It's one of them. But I think they've got a lot of big, dirty skeletons in their oh closet, yes in their huge closet. So, yeah, sorry, I've derailed the game show. That was contestant number two, ladies and gentlemen. No, so, number one, he's getting messages from God that the chemtrails are the reason that the fires in uh, California are burning so hot. Yeah, and you should go and watch that bloke's 45-minute video that will <laughs> confirm, you everything that he, confirm everything he thinks. <laughs> uh, contestant number two thinks that the Democrats uh, literally traffic, rape, kill and murder. Yeah. I suppose that's the same thing, um, children. And that um, ties into our QAnon episode from last mm. week. It does. So what's Alex got to say? What's the man himself? Today, Alex is talking about the trans porn. Okay. That was caught on his phone. Yeah. Right. 
<coughs> well, this will be interesting. I gotta tell you that it's neck and neck, though. People don't get upset about this; they can win. Yeah. Um, and also, um, what about the trans porn on your phone, Alex? Are you going to talk about that? Say that again. Trans porn on your phone. That's all they keep talking about. And you know, I saw a couple of news articles about that. It's ridiculous. I was like looking up some reporter we're trying to hire today and punched in some number and it popped up porn on my phone. Everybody's had porn pop up on their phones hundreds of times. So I'm sitting there with a phone on air showing it to everybody because I couldn't get a URL up in the studio. And then like something pops up I'm like, oh my God. And, it, and I looked at it. it. wasn't The news blurted out because there was nothing there. They blurred it to then say something was there. Then you went to it, it was some porn menu. I probably had porn menus pop up 500 times on my phone. So I appreciate your call. I mean, it's insane, ladies and gentlemen. There's two types of people, people that look at porn and people that lie about it. But I wasn't looking at porn uh, on my phone. I don't take phones on air that I look at porn on. Uh, and so I saw all that. I didn't respond to it. I mean, if I respond to half the attacks on me, it'll be ridiculous. But I'll say this. The Amazon ads, the Viagra ads, the weird non-plastic bag ads are taking my iPhone over. iPhones didn't used to be that bad like Androids. It's... <laughs> he literally said, right, this is one of the insane things about Alex. He... Just said to you, there are only two types of people who watch porn. Yeah. Those who do and those who lie about it. There are only two yeah. types. Those who do, those that lie about it. Then without taking a single breath or pausing, he then said, I don't look at porn on my phone. But you've just said so. You're <laughs> obviously one of the ones who lies about it. Like You've just told everyone <laughs> and then carried on with the lie. <laughs> Expecting us all just to, and then think that you can change the conversation to, I think our phones are getting worse than the, the, the Androids. <laughs> I'm getting my agrads. Oh. That's because you, you're in your 50s, Alex, and a white male, probably, I imagine. He said he was popping a number and a porn. <laughs> yeah. I don't know about you, but I've never typed in someone's number and a porn, trans no. porn has popped no. up. Do you know what? Porn pops up on my phone sometimes. It's usually when... I haven't closed down a tab from the porn I was previously <laughs> yeah. looking at. Yeah. And it somehow, like, when I'm being a klutz, you know, scrolling through, like, oh, shit, porn, 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 scroll back. <laughs> oh. um, yeah, so there are two types of people. Those that watch porn and those that lie about it. I wasn't looking at porn on my phone, ladies and gentlemen. What the... F <laughs> you can't write that. I wouldn't, write, and I wouldn't Comedy. Bring a, I wouldn't bring the phone I was looking at porn at on air. What if you just watched the porn in your gusso and thought you'd swipe the tabs closed, Alex? Exactly, you didn't close all the tabs, did you, Alex? I'll clear your history, something, you fucked up. I've done it, but not on fucking live stream. Fucking <laughs> internet, turned hundreds of thousands of people. Oh. Especially when you've railed against trans people. Yeah. Oh, the irony. They do oh, say that yeah. the guy who's out there in public decrying the gays, Joe Rogan, I'm going to quote him directly, says, those are the people that secretly think dick is yummy. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Sounds They're terrified true. of being gay themselves because they they are. Yeah. Yeah. And so they devote their lives to okay. going out publicly. What's, and... what's, there's nothing wrong with it. Yeah, but, but no, exactly. Yeah, to say, do you know? I'd respect more if went. Yeah. You know what? Sometimes I watch so much fucking pornography, and I'm so high on cocaine some nights, <laughs> watching literally hours of pornography, hours of it. Straight porn just doesn't do it anymore. Sometimes I need a check with a dick. <laughs> I'd respect him more for saying yeah. that. But no, he can't, can he? Because of his image. And his right-wing right followers, yeah, that he yeah. spends all the time preaching to, that he doesn't really believe in, he probably openly hates. Because he's believed. Yeah. 
There are two types of people. That was incredible. That was you Bill Hicks. That was Bill Hicks speaking right oh, then. That was... Lends credence to the theory. Genius level trolling of his own audience, that was. They'll believe anything. Watch this. That's probably why he's doing it. He's probably winking at his producer behind the camera. Like, Watch this. They'll believe any shit. Like, nah, he was caught off guard there with that question. He I, know, was, but, yeah. I didn't hear that. What was that? Yeah, well, it's thinking trans, time, wasn't it? Yeah. Then to say that there are only two types. I know. They're just yeah. it's just incredible, isn't it? Which is, I guess, a true saying. Yeah, like, I'm not gonna lie, I watch porn. Fucking buddy does this. There's two people me. there is two people yeah, there's exactly. a bucket, there's a liar. Yeah, exactly. So there's no fucking you know, but there is a third option. The odd people that don't look at it. Yeah, but he never he never mentioned that one. He said he's yeah. only one or two. Yeah. And then went true. straight into saying that he's Firmly in one of those camps. <laughs> Fantastic. What a fucking loop. I don't think it was that batshit crazy, but I do think it was funny as fuck. Yeah. I know, I think the, um, the second one was... Number two's got it. Number two's got it. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, I do think that there's some dodgy shit going on with elites and children, allegedly, possibly. I do think that that's a thing. Of course. But to say it the way she's like, it's only them, that particular party. Yeah. God wants you to go to the polls. Oh, fucking. Yeah, I and think the, she's yeah. got it for me. And more, let's face it, more um, Republicans have been involved in child sex cases and Democrats, to my knowledge. I'm not saying that it's definitive, but there's the ones I've heard about. It's across the board, I'd say. It is probably across the board, just right. Oh, I can't. But you can't turn around and say I'm a Democrat. But I think if you're in that situation, you're an evil cunt, whatever party. I agree. I think it's rife across the upper echelons of society. I really do. It's. It's crazy. So, yeah, what do you do, Ben? Who's got it for you? I'm number two. Yeah, me too. Right. Yeah, I'll go with that. Excellent. So, over to you, Ben. So, let's wrap it up. Number two wins it. In terms of Gary Webb, we're all a bit on the fence in a way. Well, about the sort of two parts to it, isn't it? We definitely think, agreed that the CIA were up to some dodgy drug dealing shit, potentially, allegedly. But whether or not he shot himself, yeah, I guess we're all a bit on the fence. Yeah. yeah. Leaning towards, I'm definitely leaning towards something dodgy happening, but I think one of the theories you said is probably closest to it, of pushing him into doing it himself. Yeah. Probably quite close to the bone, I'd say. So, yeah. That's right. Gary Webb and the Dark Alliance. Anything to add, Mike? No. Nothing to add, I've said. Cool. Alright, so uh, I'm going to say thanks for listening. Uh, please leave us a review on, on whatever, uh, Facebook. Or iTunes, or iTunes, or anywhere you really want to. Positive would be nice. <laughs> like our Facebook page, Cut Into the Ball in the Post Truth Apocalypse, on Twitter at Apocalypse Ball. And uh, I'm going to say, I've been Ben. Good night. Thanks for listening. Don't drink the flavour aid and don't join a call. Uh, I've been Gaz. Uh, good night. Free Biff Tannen. I've been Mike. Thanks for listening. Peace out. May the force be with you. Good night.